The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. It's Friday. 888-900-3393. Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, the box office this weekend, Boo 2 opens. I've just, I've been so anxious about that. A, Med- a Medea Halloween. Uh, I can't get enough of the Medea series. I'm, I'm there opening night. Soon as it opens at midnight, dressed in Medea garb. It's just, man, I love it. I the, the Medea wedding. The Medea Bar Mitzvah, the Medea Arbor Day, every all of them, I'm there for it. And uh, so I'm very excited about Boo 2, a Medea Halloween. Geostorm starts today. Geostorm is the $120 million global warming extravaganza, where they, I guess they tried to control the weather, and then the weather starts to go crazy. Oh, no. And then it destroys the planet. So that opens up today. Uh, something called Only the Brave. Don't know what that is. Same kind of different as me. The Snowman. Tragedy Girls. Just, I mean, there's a lot of really apparently like indie type movies that are opening. Ada's Secrets, The Bachelors. Uh, beats per minute. 120 beats per minute. Delt. How many movies can open in one weekend? I mean, so far you haven't beaten Boo 2. No, oh, oh, of course not. Of course not. It's it's silly to even read these. Uh, Jane, twenty seventeen. Uh, I think that's about G- Jane Goodall, the uh, gorilla woman. Yeah. You know, uh, the killing of a sacred deer. Let her out. Never hear. Resurrected victims. The strange ones. Wonderstruck and the work. All open today. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. Big weekend. Yeah. yeah. And yet. And yet, it's not going to be. I mean, Boo 2 will be number one by a lot. I, I think they're expecting about $30 million on that. They're expecting maybe $10 million on Geostorm. Yeah. And, and once it opens at $10 million, it's over because that's not going to make it, its money back. I don't know how, it'll, how well it'll do uh, in the rest of the world, but here in America, that's not going to do much, I don't think. Uh, we've got no. some really... But, yes. You, I mean, you failed to mention the biggest... Weekend video audio show that's going to open Sunday night. Oh, yeah. The uh, uh, Walking Dead. Walking Dead new season. It's back. Season, season eight. eight. Is it really? Season eight. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I've missed I am looking the last two it. and a half seasons. Yeah, there's nothing happened. I, yeah. Nothing sure. happened. Don't worry about it. I'm sure. <laughs> Probably in Do the you same only place. the last season, right? Uh, no, I missed, I missed most of the, the one season before? before it. Yeah. yeah, but I told you most of what was going on. Yeah, I mean, so but you just stopped completely I did. watching altogether. I, just, I stopped. I stopped with uh, Fear yeah. the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead. Now, well, the, that was Fear been, the Walking Dead was not good, right? That would have been a good move. I wish I would have thought Should of that. Have, yeah. Stopped watching Fear. Yeah, stupid. Um, yeah, that was that's been bad. I've yeah. made it all the way through, and you can you know obviously download the reviews at the you know my podcast, the Jeff Fisher Radio page on the Blaze. But uh, I'm gonna real quick run and do that. They right do now. that because there'll be a new podcast for Talking Walking Dead on Monday as we <laughs> review the 
season eight sure premiere. Yeah. You know but, what I did see though on your recommendation was Manhunt. I, it's really what? good. Yeah, I liked. I it. know. I liked it. Really good. How it's, far along are you? Uh, I'm only up to the second episode. Still though, first episode it still was enough. Hooks you? Yeah, it hooks you, know? you good. At first, I thought eh, I'm not sure, but by the end of it, I liked it. I know. I liked I it a lot. The same way, I, and I've. I was really happy if with you, the whole entire series. If you didn't hear uh, our discussion on that, it's about uh, trying to get the Unabomber and the FBI agents who were responsible for finally finding him and bring him, bringing him to justice. Yeah. And it, it's, a, it, it's a cool story because you forget just how brutal that was. It sure was. I've, I was really know a lot. I don't oh, recall a lot of it for some man. strange reason. I, I don't know why. I just didn't. It was really bad. I mean, you forget that th- three people died horrific deaths and 20 others were injured. injured. And, you know, they did talk about David Glertner. They actually yeah. talk about him in episode one. The Yale professor that we've had on Glenn's show multiple times. Yeah, we definitely uh, he was one to, of his first victims. About that. Yeah, we should. We should. Because I don't know if we've ever actually... Just sat down and talked with him on I that. I don't recall us ever talking to him about we it. Should. Off the air, even. We should. Uh, also, this nightmare of the battle between Trump and the Gold Star family. I just wish. I really wish that the president would just let it go. I really, he can't seem to do that. So I don't, I don't think he's going to. And, and this uh, congresswoman, Frederica Wilson, is just, she's a joke. She's like a cartoon character. She's not a serious person. She's like a, a clown congresswoman. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, she laughs off the controversy in this clip. Uh, take a look at how unserious she is. That I have become so important. <laughs> that the White House is following me. And my words, this is amazing. That's a great. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, all right. I'm a rock star now. This is all about my attention, and I'm getting all kinds of attention because I'm bashing the president of the United States on behalf of a gold star family. <laughs> oh, is that great? I'm getting a lot of notoriety right now. This is great. It despicable. I mean, absolutely, absolutely despicable. You know, and that was after uh, Kelly's speech when they, and so that was even more despicable. Right, because you see the juxtaposition between uh, John Kelly and that her. Come on, uh, John Kelly is uh, tremendous. He he just exudes class and honor, and he's been through this. He lost a son in Afghanistan, and uh, so how many? How many generals can say that, that they sacrificed their, their own children? Now, that's one of the things that we've heard about in America that, doesn't, that supposedly doesn't happen. The elites don't right. go to war. Really? Well, his did. His did. Remember a Fortunate Son by Credence? Uh, the, the lyrics of that talk about how, you know, your senators are sending your boys to war, but their kids aren't going. Well, his did. So shut up. Uh, he says, he talks about, uh, he talked about yesterday the sacredness of a man or woman giving their life um, and how that's being eroded by the behavior of Frederica Wilson. Here's John Kelly. And I thought at least that was sacred. You know, when I was a kid growing up, a lot of things were sacred in our country. Women were sacred and looked upon with great honor. That's obviously not the case anymore as we see from recent cases. Life, the dignity of life, 
was sacred. That's gone. Religion, that seems to be gone as well. Gold Star families, I think that left in the convention over the summer. But I just thought the selfless devotion that brings a man or a woman to die on the battlefield, I just thought that that might be sacred. Wow. Uh, that's, I mean, he couldn't have gotten anybody better to be his chief of staff. Uh, he just exudes authority. Uh, he also talked about how he advised Trump. Trump apparently came to him and and General Kelly advised him not to call the Gold Star families. I, I thought that that was just a kind of a tradition for the presidents, at least since Bush. And uh, and Trump obviously told him, no, I'm going to. Uh, here's what he said about that. I said to him, sir, there's nothing you can do to lighten the burden on these families. But let me tell you what I tell them. And what, let me tell you what my best friend, Joe Dunford, told me, because he was my casualty officer. He said, Kel, um, he was doing exactly what he wanted to do when he was killed. When he died, he was surrounded by the best men on this earth, his friends. That's what the president tried to say to, a fam- to four families the other day. So that kind of that sounds all, almost exactly what they said Trump told them. Yeah. Doesn't it? Yes, it does. He said he yes, was doing, does. this is what General Kelly advised Trump to say, and that's that he was doing exactly what he wanted to do when he died. That, so some variance of that would be that, you know, he signed up for this, right? And it hurts anyway. I, that is, that's not disrespectful. That's not disrespectful. And especially coming from John Kelly, who, who lost a son in Afghanistan. He, he knows how to deal with these because he knows the way he would want to have been treated uh, when, when uh, his son died. It's, it's really a shame that this has been so politicized. I know. It's a, look, it's a difficult. Really a shame. You're, you're, in a, you're in a catch-22. You're, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. Yep. Um, you know, he's going to, a president is going to get hollered at if he doesn't make the calls, which, you know, kind of what started this to begin with. And then, you know, if you make the calls now, obviously, you know, the way things are translated from the way Trump says things is bad for him, too. I mean, it's just, I don't know what, I don't know what to think about it, uh, except that President Trump probably should have listened to his advisors and not made the call. I will say this guy should be front and center for the administration a lot more than he is. Boy, no kidding. Because he, again, exudes confidence, exudes authority, exudes honor, valor. Uh, he's he's fantastic. <clears throat> and he continued on the selflessness of the troops. John you know, when I was a kid, every man in my life was a veteran. World War II, Korea, and it was the draft. These young people today, they don't do it for any other reason than their selfless sense of selfless devotion to this great nation. Mm. We don't look down upon those of you that haven't served. In fact, in a way, we're a little bit sorry, because you'll never have experienced the wonderful joy you get in your heart when you do the kind of things our servicemen and women do, uh, not for any other reason than they love this country. So just think of that. Uh, he's, wow. That's tough to argue with. And yet, and yet, uh, Frederica Wilson somehow manages 
she actually accused him of lying and a racist term. Uh, here's what she said last night after the speech. Did you hear General Kelly's remarks in the press briefing room yesterday? I heard his remarks and I heard him say that I bragged that I uh, secured the money for the building of the FBI uh, building in Miramar, and that's a lie. You know, I feel sorry for General Kelly. He has my sympathy for the loss of his son, but he can't just go on TV and lie on me. I was not even in Congress in 2009 when the money for the building was secured. Shouldn't so be that's in Congress a lie. Now. How dare he? However, I named the building uh, at the behest of Director Comey with the help of Speaker Boehner working across party lines. So he didn't tell the truth and he needs to stop telling lies on me. Well, his point was, I think, that uh, and though he, you're right, he didn't get the facts right on that, was that empty barrels make the most noise. And he was using that, he was likening that to you. Basically that you're... Mm -hmm. I think that's a, that's a racist term too. I, I'm thinking about that when I, we <laughs> looked it up in the dictionary because I had never heard of an empty barrel. And I don't like uh, to be uh, Good dragged into something like that. Oh, you, of course you do. She loves to be dragged into all of this. She, she is eating up the publicity right now. She loves the notoriety. She loves the fact that people now know her face, her her dumb cowboy hat tradition yes. or whatever is going on there. It's just it's pathetic. I, I've never heard the term either. An empty barrel makes the most noise. Have you heard that? I, I don't know how it could be racist, though. I, no way is it racist. I'm trying to, I was actually, it sounded like something my grandfather would say. And so I was trying to remember if I'd actually heard it. But it's it's really like the, uh, the, uh, I don't remember. I can't even think of anything that would remind me of uh, the an empty barrel is the loudest. But when you think about it, I guess it would be true, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Apparently, Shakespeare used the phrase. Uh, Shakespeare used the phrase, an empty vessel makes the loudest sound. But um, I, I don't Okay. I don't know how you would even turn that into something about race. I don't either. It's, I, I don't oh, either. It's and just that, despicable. And that's, thing. you know, another thing is we're making, making uh, being called a racist uh, so. I yeah. mean, they've called mm -hmm. everybody's a racist, yeah. no matter what now. Yeah. 888 888-933-93. 888-933-93. It's Friday, so anything's fair game. Anything you want to talk about, um, maybe you weren't able to get in uh, on a discussion during the course of the week, or there's something we didn't bring up that you'd like to. Uh, from this last week or weeks previous, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Cosmo is on a mission. Uh, what is the mission? Well, Victoria Hearst founded this movement. Uh, she is part of the Hearst family, and it's the Hearst Corporation that publishes Cosmopolitan magazine, known as Cosmo. Now she thinks Cosmo contains pornography. I tend to agree with that, although I, you know, I'm not a uh, not exactly what you would call a routine reader of Cosmopolitan magazine. But just to look at the outside of it in the checkout stand, yeah, I can see that uh, she's got a point there. She, and she believes uh, pornography is har harmful to kids. So she's not trying to shut down the magazine. She's not trying to change their content or censor them in any way. 
The goal here is to have the state's material, harmful to minor laws, applied to Cosmopolitan magazine like it is others that are harmful to kids, so then you can't sell it to kids. Nobody under 18 could buy it. If you'd like to learn more about this campaign, go to CosmoHurtsKids.com. We all believe in free speech. Uh, this isn't about that. It's about protecting kids from pornography and, ju and just making sure that you can't sell Cosmo to kids under 18. That simple. Visit CosmoHurtsKids.com. That's CosmoHurtsKids.com. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. returns you're in control today 888-933-93 whatever you, you want to talk about you can certainly talk about the uh, gold star family discussion that's going on uh george w bush made a speech yesterday which I, i'm a little irritated by in fact i'm a lot irritated but where were you the last eight years where where were you when barack obama was taking this country down the socialism road where were you uh now you find that you're You've got to just speak out all of a sudden when Trump's in office. Now, I don't, I don't believe, as some people do, <laughs> I was listening, driving in this, this morning uh, listening to a local show, and they were talking about how, uh, how they believe that Bush is doing this because Trump is not in the club. What, what club is that? Come on now. Oh, you know the club. I don't know the club. You know I, the club. The, the club the, of politicians. The club the, of politicians. The club of the elites. The club of not. Because he's a billionaire. He's not kind telling of people exactly what you feel. Not telling people exactly uh -huh. what you're going to do. No, it's, it, it's it's not that though. I people act as though Donald Trump is the second coming of Barry Goldwater. He isn't. He isn't. Third. And he's made some no. Uh, -uh he's not. Not even one and a half, not any kind of coming of Barry Goldwater uh, or Ronald Reagan. He's, well, you know, his policies have not been great. Uh, he's continuing the executive order thing, which to me, it's unconstitutional. The president does not make law. Congress does. We've got to get back to that. With the Constitution, we've got to reconnect with the Constitution. And he's had a huge issue with he's getting got, Congress to do anything. He has. <laughs> no matter what it and is. And that's, is that irritating? Yes. Oh, yeah. But it's supposed to be difficult to get through things through Congress. It's supposed to be tough. Because if, if it's easy to do, then, I mean, they're just passing everything. And we don't want that. In fact, it's better when Congress isn't in session. <laughs> <laughs> that's... I don't want them doing stuff. They've done too much already. Jeez, this budget they're going to pass is like, okay, whatever candy anybody wants, anywhere, you've got it. Because we got to get tax reform through. And it's not even going to be good tax reform from the looks of it. So I don't believe it's because he's not in the club. But I'm not sure what the deal is with George W. Bush all of a sudden now when we're Nine months into the presidency of Donald Trump, he's got to speak out and be really critical of what's going on. Where were you again? Where were you the last eight years? Yeah, he didn't specifically say anything. You know, he, didn't, he me never mentioned Trump. But I, I mean, you just knew. But you, you knew, knew what he's talking Absolutely. about. Absolutely. Yeah. And 
You know, for eight years during the presidency of Barack Obama and even before the presidency of Barack Obama, when it started when you were still president of former President George Bush, uh, the Obamas did nothing but hit you over the head with a sledgehammer. I mean, they were they still doing it last campaign. Yeah, everything and, about you. And he didn't respond. Not to a it. word. And now all of a sudden, this comes out of his mouth. This is a unique moment. The great democracies face new and serious threats. Even though we're not a great democracy. <laughs> we're not a democracy of any kind. We're, we're uh, uh, what you call a, uh, uh, we're not a democracy. We are a something else. <laughs> I don't know exactly what. <laughs> That's why I'm calling it a democracy right now. Because I don't know what it really is. <laughs> Yet seem to be losing confidence. Mm-hmm. In their own calling and competence. Yeah. Economic, okay. mm-hmm. political, and national security challenges proliferate. Mm-hmm. And they're made worse by the tendency to turn inward. Inward. The health of. Well, okay, so th- there's a shot at the policy of uh, Trump to stop people coming here from uh, terrorist nations. That's that's the the travel ban thing, which is not exactly a ban. It's just okay. We're going to pay extra attention to these seven potentially terrorist nations. Uh, that's not turning inward. Uh, he was doing the same kind of stuff. What is the uh, the Patriot Act? He did far worse than a travel ban. Are you kidding me? The democratic spirit itself is an issue. And the renewal of that spirit is the urgent task at hand. In recent decades, public confidence in our institutions has declined. Our governing class has often been paralyzed in the face of obvious and pressing needs. Right. The American Mm -hmm. dream of upward mobility seems out of reach for some who feel left behind in a changing economy. Discontent deepened and sharpened partisan conflicts. Bigotry seems emboldened. Hmm. Our politics seems more vulnerable to conspiracy theories and outright fabrication. What? There are some signs that the intensity of support for democracy itself has waned. We've seen nationalism distorted into nativism. We've forgotten the dynamism that immigration has always brought to America. Good golly. I mean, look, he's always been irritating on immigration. nobody, Nobody is saying that immigrants shouldn't come here. What people are saying is maybe we shore up the border and see to it that people come here legally so we know what we're getting into. We know who's coming here. We know what their intentions are. We know what they can bring to us. What about dynamism? (laughs) It's amazing. I could even get that word out of my face. (laughs) Dynamism. We see a fading confidence in the value of free markets and international trade. Forgetting mm-hmm. that conflict, instability, and poverty follow in the wake of protectionism. We've seen the return of isolationist sentiments. Forgetting that American security is directly threatened by the chaos and despair of distant places. I'll tell you something. We need more isolationism. Our <laughs> founders wanted more isolationism. Uh, you, you call it whatever you want. Let's stay out of everybody else's business. 
we were just talking about that not long ago when we when we had the the, the Niger attacks, right? Yes. The, the very soldiers we're talking about. We we didn't even we didn't even know we were there. Yeah, I mean it was and now it's soldiers, unbelievable. We're all over. Troops are dying in a country we don't know they're there. We don't know why they're there. We don't know how long they're there. Who authorized this? Because we didn't, as the people. It's it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. We could use a little more, just another dash of isolationism. 888-900-3393 with your calls. Uh, could be on any topic we've discussed today, this week, or weeks past. Maybe it's something that uh, has slipped through the cracks that you feel passionately about. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. The Blaze Radio Network. OBGYNs aren't able to practice their their love with women all across this country. <laughs> yeah, since he's back doing speeches, we might as well bring some of his classics back. Those are classics. OBGYNs are not able to practice their love with their women. <laughs> There's nothing nothing says love more than getting that woman in a pair of stirrups in front of you <laughs> and, and then just practicing some loving on her. <laughs> That is so weird. Harvey, is I'm that not you? sure what he was trying to Too say here. Too many OBGYNs aren't uh, able to practice their their love with women all across this country. <laughs> it's priceless. That is good. It's uh, priceless. That is good. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety It's fair game. Whatever you want to talk about today, uh, feel free. And it, we're just kind of going through some of the things. Uh, that have come up over the past past 24 hours. Obviously, the the Gold Star family is uppermost in the news right now, and what was said or what wasn't said. I, I Frankly, I believe the Gold Star family that that's what he said. I just don't think he meant it the way they took it. Uh, Agreed. Maybe if this Frederica Wilson was, in fact, with them in the limousine when Donald Trump made the call, maybe she's the one that fired them up about this. Yeah. Maybe it she twisted way, this thing. I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if no. that conversation ended and then she just went to work on her. Um, and and that's probably what we're dealing with right now. Yes. And it's too bad because it's it's a gold star family. You know, they've given the ultimate sacrifice. You don't you you just don't want to be going back and forth against them. Uh, no, if you uh, so many things, including this one in particular, right now. Um, it would behoove the president of the United States to just move on. Stop. Yeah, move on. Worrying about it, let it go. And I wouldn't be surprised if uh, John Kelly has given him that very advice. But uh, he just—I think Trump has a hard time doing that. Oh, 
a real hard time. <laughs> and, and he may let it go on Twitter, and then the next time he does a fundraising speech, he'll bring it back up again. Yeah. Which just continues the fire, yeah. which is just agonizing. Uh, Lori in Washington, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, Pat. Good Hi. morning. Um, I am... I, I am so frustrated about the news over the last 24 hours on a number of levels. We are active duty military and my husband has been a casualty assistance officer. He's also been a company commander who has lost soldiers who died because of an order that he gave them to do. Yeah. That's, so, mm. and I'm going to start crying a little bit because my husband came home from Afghanistan, not the man that he was when he left, which is, mm it's it's on every level when you go through mm-hmm. something like that it changes you and there's nothing you can say as an assistance officer as a president as a human being to the person who's going through the things that they're going through to make it better and damn it if george w bush is not making me galvanize around donald trump again it last week right. was Hillary Clinton. now this week is bush that's right it's, just, it's ridiculous we could have had ted cruz we so could have had ted cruz <laughs> um <laughs> mm-hmm. uh but y- you you don't know what to say in that situation and no you don't john kelly is an admirable admirable man who has been through something that no parent should go through i have two little boys one wants to be a seal the other one wants to be a, a, an air force pilot i'm screwed pat i'm totally mm. screwed yeah that's hard um it's too, but so in a situation like that, shut up. And this woman mm-hmm. who wears these god awful cowboy hats <laughs> has never worked an honest day in her life. I guarantee you, she certainly has not ever served this country. She will never serve this country. She is a self-serving, oh, yeah. selfish sob. And and it just, I'm angry. And it, oh my gosh, why 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 have we gotten so far down this hole that we are in, where? A president who's a little bit fumbling with his language, who likes to tweet at 3 a.m. when he's on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> Give him a little bit of grace because he doesn't know what to say in this situation. Yes. And I mean, that's and obviously not his it's forte. So frustrating. Even if you're the no, biggest Trump not. supporter in the world, you know this is not his forte. This is not what he does mm-hmm. best. So. No, and 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 he. <laughs> He sounds like a 14-year-old when he talks, but at the same time, he's also the commander-in-chief that my husband still has to salute every day. Yeah. And yeah. I, ha- I have a level of respect for that office, and you don't know what he's going through when he has to make those phone calls. He's the one who knew where, where they were at and what those soldiers were there doing. We exactly. don't know that. Exactly and right. The the guilt that he's got to feel about that. Yeah. You, you just, yeah, shut up and give the man some grace. And, and whoever wants to criticize John Kelly, you, you can come talk to me, too, because Go through me. That's, that's, that's a whole it, bunch of crap. You never I, do that. I, I don't think they right, want to come day. through you. Uh, thank you. You too. And no, thanks. I, I definitely don't service. want to come through her. That's for sure. No. Uh, Jose in Texas, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. How you doing? Hey. Doing good. Uh, so, John Kelly was awesome. And I'm from El Paso, totally Democrat. Yeah. I just want to. So, how. And now that. Uh, our Democratic congressman is going against Ted Cruz. Oh, yeah. How do I get this thing started so that it's not about politics, but about stuff that matters? Like, Mm. John Kelly, uh, uh, that would be awesome to get that message because everybody's going to vote for the other Democrat to take O'Rourke's place and go against Ted Cruz. 
Yeah. And I just, and El Paso, I think we're so lost out here, you know? Yeah. So with Texas, you, I don't even know you even know where we are. It's uh, appreciate the call. Thanks, Jose. El Paso and Austin are the two little strongholds left for Democrats. And uh, so I'm sure in those places, it, it looks like uh, it's going to be a really tough haul for Ted Cruz. But I really I don't think so. Statewide, I, no. I think I think Ted Cruz will annihilate his competition. Certainly hope so. Uh, and uh, when you stop and think, man, guy could have been president. It still kind of hurts a little bit. It sure it? does. I, <laughs> I thought of that the other night when uh, he did the uh, town hall with uh, Bernie Sanders. Yeah. I was watching him and I was thinking, oh, man. Could have had that. Why? And his tax plan. It seems like his tax plan was the 10% flat tax, right? Mm-hmm. He just wanted 10% yeah. across the board. The postcard. <sighs> right? Just mail, mail in the postcard. What would that have been like? Uh, I think it would have been like an explosion for the economy. It would have been... It would have been uh, such a spark to the U.S. economy. Even Russia did that. They took their progressive tax and threw it out the window. Even this nation that had been communist since 1917 threw that progressive tax out the window and went to a flat tax that's now 13% across the board. 13%. There's no way we could do that. It's the though. only way Russia has survived their economic uh, trouble. It's the only way they've uh, survived the downturn in the oil industry. Think of that. Yeah, it's I mean There's no way we're able to do that. We're still fighting over we, we don't even, death tax. We don't even suggest it. We don't even we don't even start with, you know, a plan like that. Instead, we start at where uh the Democrats want to end up. That's that's not how you negotiate things. <laughs> that's not how you negotiate. That's exactly how we've been negotiating with them, though. That's, it re- is. that's reaching across the aisle is, hey, instead of uh, let this is where we want to be and this is where you want to be. Let's start well, where you want to be, and then we'll then and we'll, we'll go backwards from there. Will you talk to us then? <laughs> that's how they conduct business. That's bad. It's Republicans, Ugh. bad. It's aggravating and it's uh, it's frustrating and uh, it's I'm getting really tired of it and that's it's probably why we get a little testy uh, from time to time around here. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, this is kind of interesting. In the Harvey Weinstein situation, Quentin Tarantino, one of his good friends. I mean, these guys work together a lot on movie after movie. Uh, Pulp Fiction, for instance, which won an Academy Award. They worked together on that. Uh, his statement now is, I knew enough to do more than I did. Why are we just hearing that now from all these guys? Yeah, I probably should have done more because I knew exactly what he was doing. Uh, but I didn't. Uh, so I wish I would have. I didn't read that. Did he Did he do the same as uh, the other guy where he, they are saying they knew it all except for the rape? Yeah, He yes. He he didn't know everything he says, including it sounds like the rapes. Yeah, but he knew enough right. to do something about it, and he didn't. He said there was more to it than just the r- normal rumors, the normal gossip. It wasn't secondhand. I knew he did a couple of these things. I wish I'd taken responsibility for what I heard. If I had done the work, I should have done then. I would have had not to work with him again. And he said. That anybody who's ever worked or been around Harvey Weinstein absolutely knows yeah. what he was about. That was the, they absolutely know it. That was the, the writer on his Facebook post the other day, right? I mean, uh, 
you every you know you know everyone knew, and you know how every everyone knew because I was there. Mm-hmm. I was there with you. I mean, they all knew. Of course, they did. He actually, uh, Weinstein went after Tarantino's girlfriend, Mia Sorvino. <laughs> he says, "I was shocked and appalled uh, back then. I couldn't believe he would really do that so openly." When Mira told me, I was like, ah, really? Really? But the thing I thought then at the time was that he was particularly hung up on Mira. She'd won accolades for her performances in Mighty Aphrodite, and I thought Harvey was just hung up on her in this Svengali kind of way because he was infatuated with her. He horribly crossed the line. Well, it wasn't just her. It was everybody. And uh, he probably had some inkling of that. Now he's trying to make himself... Feel a little, little bit better that right. he did nothing because none of these guys did anything about it, and so now you're twenty or thirty years down the road, and how many women have been harmed? How many women that you supposedly champion? How many women that you feel uh, this kinship with on equality, and you you want them to make exactly the same amount of money you do? <laughs> really? Okay, and it's easy to say now. Well, yeah, I probably should have said more. Darn it, I I'm ashamed of myself now. That's easy to say. It sure is. Why didn't anybody? I mean, was there not one brave? Was there not one well, there were, actor or director in Hollywood that had the giblets to come forward and said, this guy's a total dirtbag? There was a couple of actresses, I think, that tried to come out, right? And then they were they were just shot down and made well, them they look were crazy. Paid off. And, they were well, paid the ones off. that weren't. There, I, uh, it seems to me that there were a couple that just were, they were just gone then, right? They're made to look crazy. Yeah. And Harvey used what power he had. And made them look crazy and made them look uh, un- unworkable humans. And yeah, but that's gone. where the guys come forward and say, yeah, no. No, he, she's right. She's right. Yeah, she's He right. does this. I've seen yeah. it firsthand. I know yeah. he does this. Yeah, but they were too busy in the line at the bank they're cashing hip- their they're checks. They're hypocrites. Yes. It's all about the money. And they're and, hypocrites. And I would like to help you out. I know uh, Harvey tried to get you in the shower, but I got to cash this check. So... Uh, <laughs> If you can catch me before the bank, clo- you know, after the bank closes, then it'll be no problem. Yeah, just give him a back rub after he gets out of the shower, and I'm sure he likes that. Then we're done. He likes that, and then you can just move on. Then we're done. Who <laughs> <laughs> does? I mean, it's crazy. It's so crazy. It's, I, I, it's crazy. I'm trying to fathom the idea of, hey, come to my room, watch me shower. It just doesn't, especially when you're a big fat guy. Oh wait, um, why? <laughs> why? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed. Why uh, uh, coming up in a second? Uh, let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. I don't have time to explain it to you uh, right now, <laughs> Jeffy. We all know the big government is uh, is really at the root of a lot of America's problems, but Big Mobile contributes to that because they take a portion of the proceeds they're paid on your bill and they put it directly in the pockets of organizations like Planned Parenthood. And they advocate for sanctuary cities, gun control. It's agonizing. But there is a way out of that. Uh, The affordable, conservative option is Patriot Mobile. The only conservative cell phone company in America where they take a portion up to 5% of your monthly bill. So it doesn't cost you anything extra. And they fund traditional family values programs, religious freedom, and a lot more. You can give it to the NRA if you want. And starting this week, uh, they're taking another step forward with unlimited talk, text, and data at better prices than anything you can get. How much better? Well, you get the same nationwide coverage with unlimited talk and text 
starting at $20 a month. You can't beat that with anybody else. $20 a month. Call them and talk to them about it. You'd be able to keep your same phone number and you have all the same coverage and benefits. It's an awesome company. 888 or it's 1-800-APATRIOT. That's 1-800-APATRIOT. Or you can do it online. Take care of it there. The website is patriotmobile.com slash pat. That's patriotmobile.com slash pat. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Phone over today with whatever is on your mind, 888-900-3393. You can always tweet us at Pat Unleashed with the hashtag tell Pat. Uh, <laughs> at GD Chapel, W used every word you can add ism to in that speech except Bush-ism, <laughs> which is absolutely true. And there's a lot of Bush-isms like this. I know the human being and fish can coexist peacefully. <laughs> One of my favorites. One of my favorites. I don't think it's time. true either. I, I just, I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't think we can coexist with fish. I, something's got to be done about them. We need to wipe out the fish. And uh, at uh, Poots Palute mm-hmm. uh, reminds us that perhaps uh, Frederica Wilson would prefer Trump to just send out auto-signed letters. They were thrilled when Rumsfeld did that. Yeah, right? I mean, you just can't win for losing with these guys. You just can't win. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and and Bush uh, in his speech did do a, he did do a lot of isms didn't he <laughs> idealism nationalism dynamism patriotism isolationism Islamism I don't I don't think he actually spoke about Islamism did he no he did not uh, but he probably should have let's go to John in Indiana John you're on the blaze hey Pat hey, hey. Jeffy how you guys doing I'm doing good. good. All right, good to hear that. Uh, the big picture on this Harvey Weinstein thing, mm-hmm. it's not so much about Harvey's sex as it is about Harvey's control. Right. He touched and felt all these girls up because mm-hmm. it was akin to marking his territory. If they were going to work with him, if he was going to make them stars, he had to have his personal scent on him in some way. <laughs> I mean, it works really at an animalistic level, but mm-hmm. you see this behavior, this control freakishness in people who work for the money and for the power, and the money and the power then become the tools so they can exercise control without restraint. You know, it's like all these little weenies in Hollywood, these guys, oh, I should have spoke up. Mm-hmm. Well, Mr. Castrati. You ain't man enough for that. We're not breeding men here in this country with the old uh, uh, levels of, of moral conviction. Otherwise, guys like Harvey wouldn't be able to operate at all. Sad but true. Yeah. yeah. It is. It is. And, yeah. you know, in that same control freakish thing that goes right over to our politics, I mean, I asked my dad, who was a very smart guy before he died, uh, why he never ran for office. And he said, you know, son, anybody who is capable of actually doing that job is either too smart or too moral to want it. And we both agreed that was a sad state of affairs. Yes, it is. 
Yes, it is, but true. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. I mean, we need people. Nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. We need people to not feel that way, right? I mean, that would make. Mm. <laughs> we hope that uh, yeah, the people you, that you we don't get have in any, office, you don't have any good people in office, right? Yeah, I think we would end up getting some more people that felt that way if we were to uh, a follow uh, the Pat Gray plan, which would be uh, term limits and. Uh, no time in Washington, D.C. You, you live with your constituents. You legislate from your district. Uh, I, I, that's that's the single biggest thing. I, I think it in is. In my opinion, we could do. I you legislate from your district. In this day and age, with no conference calling, to. with uh, Skyping, with the Internet, you can absolutely have every single one of those 545 representatives, no matter whether they're in Congress or the Senate, do it right from their hometown, right in their own district where their constituents have access to them every minute of every day. You betcha. Dist- every day. Districtism. That's what it is. Districtism. <laughs> Relateism. Staying home-ism. Ification. <laughs> they need to be localified is what needs to happen here. <laughs> you know what ticks me out the most is I'm listening to W. Bush, and a lot of what he says actually makes sense. And, and, and it's true. I get it. But... The more I hear it, the more I'm like, why, why, why did you try to make such a big deal of not speaking during the President Obama's and, eight years? And darn it, I respected him a lot for that because I know he has he has too much respect for the office of the presidency. Agreed. And then all of a sudden, not now so much doesn't? now. Now you don't. Now you don't. Now you come out and you you start bashing a guy from your own party. I you know I don't understand it. I don't either. Scott in Texas, welcome to the Blaze. Hey, Pat, I love your show. Anyway, you. I wanted to talk about, you had asked, uh, uh, you, you had begged Trump, just let it go with that gold star thing. Mm-hmm. But he won't. I know he won't. This I is know. a guy who, who obsessively stalked that BBC reporter for 20 years, oh, yeah. writing her letters, circling Jeez. articles and highlighting stuff and sending them to her and talking about, about her. This is a guy who wrote an entire chapter of his book, on revenge, this is a guy who talks about how when somebody screws him, he goes after him 10, 15 times harder That's in right. multiple mm-hmm. speeches. It's just not him. Trump will never do it. He will never, ever let it go. His ego I, won't let him. I'm sensing that you're a big fan of Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> it does come off that way. Yeah, it's it spilling does. out of you. I mean, you can't even hide it. You can't even hide it, Scott. Uh, I know exactly. Aren't these the things we tried to warn about during the campaign? This is why we yeah, said, Thank this, you. I mean, is he a good guy? I don't even know if I can call him that. Is he okay? No, I don't know if I could say that, but he shouldn't be president. That much I know. He's a great businessman. Let him do that. And, and that would have been great. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Scott. But these are the problems. These are the issues we had with Donald Trump. It sure is. And these are some of the things that we, we did talk about. And these are also some of the things that he told us, which we now know is... Yeah. The lie is that he would change. Well, he admits all this stuff. And, 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 and he, he, said, oh, he admits see all this stuff, but then he said he would, he would change. Yeah, and he, he, he was going to no. change. I mean, in the office, He's which we knew was not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's just so, agonizing. So when he was elected, though, I, we wanted to put all that aside. We wanted to say, okay, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's and I feel like we have. Chance. And I think we've tried to do that. We're trying to do that. And he has done some good things. But you can't ignore all the bad things or all the things he's not very good at, like letting go of whatever grievance you have with somebody. Just let it go. 
And Lori brought up a point uh, that, uh, you know, we're, we're pushed. The people who are would normally be uh, against Donald Trump are pushed into we've got to be for him because everything is piling on him. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, it's at the, the, the news reports and the, the people in Congress and other politicians are all against him. So it's like, well, stop. He's the president. Let the man be a little bit. Yeah, and, hey, they won't. No, they won't either. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You can call us today with whatever's on your mind. Maybe something's been uh, gnawing at you all week and you haven't been able to get through, or something from the past that we haven't brought up. It's all fair game. Eight 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 nine hundred three three nine three. Pat Gray unleashed. Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Hi there. Uh, 888-933-93. It's Friday at the end of the week where uh, you can... You can talk about whatever you want um, when you give us a call at triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Something we're covering today, or in week the the week past, or past weeks. Uh, one of the things we've been talking about is uh, George W. Bush's speech yesterday. It's just unfortunate. I, I don't know where have you been in the last eight years. I, I thought it was, you know, you were you were so respectful of the office of the presidency that you didn't sound off on these things. Did he mention Trump yesterday? No, he didn't technically, but you know what he's talking about. And uh, here's a little sampling of what he said. This is a unique moment. The great democracies face new and serious threats. But again, we're, we're not a democracy. So I don't know why I even said that. (laughs) We're uh, what you call a, uh, some other kind of thing other than a democracy that's the technical term uh, for what we are right there and so yet seem to be losing confidence mm-hmm. in their own calling and competence yeah economic political and national security challenges proliferate mm. and they're made worse by the tendency to turn inward the health of the de- democratic spirit itself is at issue and the renewal of that spirit is the urgent task at hand. In recent decades, public confidence in our institutions has declined. Our governing class has often been paralyzed in the face of obvious and pressing needs. The American dream of upward mobility seems out of reach for some who feel left behind in a changing economy, discontent deepened and sharpened partisan conflicts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bigotry seems emboldened. Our politics seems more vulnerable to conspiracy theories yeah, yeah, and outright fabrication. Tell you this, there were plenty of conspiracy theories when George W. Bush was president. That's where, that, I mean, his presidency gave birth to the 9-11 conspiracy theory. Right. There are some signs that the intensity of support for democracy itself has waned. We've seen nationalism distorted into nativism. We've forgotten the dynamism that immigration has always brought to America. 
We see a fading confidence in the value of free markets and international trade, forgetting that conflict, instability, and poverty follow in the wake of protectionism. We've seen the return of isolationist sentiments, forgetting that American security is directly threatened by the chaos and despair of distant places where threats such as terrorism, infectious disease, criminal gangs, and drug trafficking tend to emerge. Bigotry or white supremacy mm -hmm. in any form is blasphemy against the American creed. Bullying and prejudice in our public life sets a national tone, provides permission for cruelty and bigotry, and compromises the moral education of children. The only way to pass along civic values is to first live up to them. Right now, one of our worst national problems is the deficit of confidence. But the cause of freedom justifies all our faith and effort. It still inspires men and women in the darkest corners of the world. Mm. It will inspire a mm. rising generation. The American spirit does not say we shall manage or we shall make the best of it. It says we shall overcome. And that is exactly what we're going to do with God's help. Thank you. Okay. Uh, again, where was that the past eight years? He could have easily said that and lots more. No kidding. Uh, when Barack Obama was president of the United States. Instead, he chose now to talk about you know, the idealism and the nationalism and nativism. And the dynamism, protectionism, uh, isolationism, and a lot more Bushisms <laughs> that you probably miss now, don't you? Ugh, <laughs> oh, good golly. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, this weekend, a uh, couple of big movies start. One is uh, Boo Two, a Medea Christmas or Halloween. There'll, do, there'll probably be another Medea Christmas as well because there's already been one of those. You got to do another one this year. Uh, and the other thing that everybody's kind of keeping an eye on is Geostorm, which is the big global warming movie that cost $120 million to make. And they only expect it to bring in 10 or $12 million this weekend. So that'll be a massive flop if that's what happens. Meanwhile, I was trying to think of, have there been any good movies this year? There's been so few so to few. me. Dunkirk I liked. Did you did you see that? You no. didn't see it, did you? No. Uh, I also liked Wonder Woman. Too many white people in Dunkirk. I can't think. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know if you're aware of this. A lot of white people in Belgium, in England, uh, especially in that time period. They didn't have to make the movie that way. That's true. Yeah, they, they could have pretended that there were a whole bunch of minorities. I'm reminded at Pat Unleashed uh, with hashtag tell Pat, uh, Geostorm is a documentary of what happens when our government loses control of our weather control satellites. So <laughs> That's right. That's good. That is true, and that I think that is what the what the stupid movie's about. <laughs> yes, it is. So Wonder Woman and Dunkirk were pretty good, but um, I'm just looking at the worst 11 movies of the year Ooh. as deemed by Rotten Tomatoes. At number 11, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, The Long Haul. Oh, yeah. Didn't see that. Uh, Birth of a Dragon, that was a Bruce Lee uh, movie. I can't imagine any of those being good. It was, uh, it was a Bruce Lee <laughs> biopic with, uh, I don't know who pr played Br Bruce Lee, actually. Uh, Baywatch. At oh, number yes. Nine. Oh, with I The Rock. Did not obviously see that. The Rock and Zac Efron were both in that. Rock. I, 
that had to be bad. You know, I mean, the the TV show was so bad. Whoa, 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 what? Whoa, yeah, I know. It's That's really controversial to say. Thank you. Wish Upon, a horror movie about a teenage girl who wishes for all the things a stereotypical, uninspired teenage girl character would wish for. <laughs> Popularity. I mean, it already sounds really good. It sounds really good. It sounds really good. Apparently, it wasn't. <laughs> the House uh, with Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler. Oh, yeah, yeah. Didn't see that either, obviously. You know said, what, I think Stu said that, was, that wasn't bad. What I did so see that was absolutely terrible was The Mummy with Tom Cruise. Ooh, yeah. Really surprise, shockingly bad movie. Shockingly bad movie. Yeah, uh, they were trying to recreate that, bring that mummy back they, with Tom Cruise. They're and, planning a whole series, and, and it, they want it to be like a Marvel series, yeah. like a superhero, and I'm not sure who the superhero is going to be. And Tom's got another one, that American Made Out now, that's not doing oh, that's that not well. well. Yeah, that's so, not doing I mean, well either. Tom is uh, starting to struggle a little. Fifth worst movie, that, according to Rotten Tomatoes, The Dark Tower. Actually heard good things about that. I heard people like that. All Eyes on Me was number four. And number three, worst movie of the year, Transformers, The Last Night. Did not see that. Oh, come on now. That Not the you third worst movie? No, not at all. Not I, at all. I heard there was an interesting like history thing. Yeah, it was, it was for Transformers. It was for a Transformers yeah. movie. It was Decent. fine and good. Yes. The Nut Job 2. <laughs> See, I missed The Nut Job 1, so I Wait, didn't. I can't. was pretty sure I wouldn't understand it. Yeah, there's no reason for you to go. Too complex. I and, mean, we can get you the DVD. Uh, you know, you can catch it for you. I go. can't ask you to do that. I mean, it might be a Christmas <laughs> present. Maybe you just nah, get the whole Nut Job can't ask series. you to do that. Uh, and the Emoji Movie, worst movie of the year, according Ooh, to Rotten Tomatoes. That's probably true. Only 7% of critics liked it. <laughs> yeah, Seven. that's probably true. Because you didn't even hear the little kids. The little kids saw the uh, like uh, someone like my daughter who loves the uh, whole emoji thing. Yeah, there's uh, was big on. Oh, we have to see that because of the promotion and the advertisements. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the more you see the clips, even my daughter was like, "Man, eh, nah, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay." Yeah, uh, I think we woke up to the fact that that's probably probably not a promising movie. Pretty quickly, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yeah. it was it was done by leftists. To preach leftist ideology. So I'm glad it failed miserably. That's great. Uh, you know, it, what was the worst movie of the year? Best and worst. I can't even think of. I can't either. I mean, they're, they're, The Mummy, to me, was probably the worst I saw. I just didn't see that many. I kind of liked Dunkirk, and I I liked uh, Wonder Woman, but were they fabulous? No, not really. I haven't seen a fabulous, a fantastic movie I was actually married to in quite a while. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let's go to Dirk in Colorado. Dirk, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. Hey, hi, Jeffy. Hello, Jeffy. You look like you lost weight, or is that my cornea transplant? <laughs> anyway. no, that's funny. Thanks for calling, Dirk. No, seriously. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm getting sick and tired of the NFL and all the things with the with Kaepernick. You know, mm-hmm. he blew his knee, so he had to kneel. Um, but the funny thing is, I was talking to a couple of buddies of mine on a conference call yesterday. Uh, one used to work for the Ottawa Rough Riders, and the other one used to work for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Wow. Mm-hmm. They won't even take them. Yeah, the CFL doesn't even want them. Pretty bad when the CFL doesn't even want them. <laughs> right? Well, they, didn't th- they don't think he's got the legs, and they don't think he's got the arm to play on a field that's 10, wi- 10, 10 yards longer and 10 yards wider. <laughs> right. But we're supposed to, we're supposed to yeah. just automatically 
be okay with him being playing in the NFL. Yeah, we're supposed to assume well, it's only racism that's keeping him out right. of a job. <laughs> Thanks, the Dirk. owners are colluding against Colin Kaepernick. Thanks, Dirk. Appreciate it. Uh, to hear in Texas. No, I didn't appreciate Dirk at all, to be honest with you, but that's I okay. Go did. ahead. I actually did. Yeah, hey, Pat. How's hey, it going? Doing good. Actually, I don't really care. Okay. That's, no. I, I sort of <laughs> suspected that. <laughs> and uh, hey, Jeffy. Uh, so anyway, a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, I am sick and tired of always feeling like, as a, a conservative, that we have to be, defend Trump. Um, I didn't. I don't like the guy. I didn't vote for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's frankly despicable. But I have to give him credit when he does the right thing. Yeah. And in this right. instance, he was trying to, you know, for whatever ability he has to comfort, you know, this Golden Star mom. And yeah. um, the fact is, is he shouldn't be criticized for that. And yet I, I feel like I have to defend him, and I hate that. Because I do, too. It's not fair. <laughs> I do, too. I have to defend this buffoon. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I'm just – I'm frustrated, and I just wonder if there aren't a lot of people out there like me. Yes. No. Yes, there, no. Feeling yeah. like you have to defend mm-hmm. this idiot that is our president. Yeah, well, because the, <laughs> the other side of this discussion is so crazy – that yes. they push you toward him, you know. Yes, they do, and yes. you don't want to go there. Right. You don't exactly want to go there. Exactly right. <laughs> and also, I had one more thing I wanted to say. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to you guys for years, and I just love you, Pat. I think you're great. Thank you. And uh, um, I've finally just gotten brave enough to start calling in. But um, I wanted to say I'm a fellow Montanan. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I lived. I grew up in Missoula, so I'm a okay. former Hellgate Knight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm. I really love your show. I appreciate it. So Th- thank you, Tanner. Uh, don't don't look and see what's happening with the Hellgate Knights because uh, it's not good. Not not good. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> wow. In football, they might as well just drop the sport. Ooh. I mean, seriously, they get beat like sixty-five to nothing every weekend. Every weekend. That's a tough task. It's ugly. Yeah. That's a tough task to get kids to come out and play and do that too. Yeah, it man. is. It is. I mean, you got you got to get some kids sad. that want to play football. So you <laughs> yeah, you take do. a beating like that <laughs> every do. week, man. Triple eight. It builds character, though. 888-900-3393. Uh, we got more Pat Gray Unleashed coming up in a second. Let me tell you about my Patriot Supply because how many disasters have we seen this year? One after another, right? Especially starting the, in the summer months with the hurricanes. After 12 years of really being fortunate and blessed without any of these hurricanes uh, coming ashore in in the United States, at least no major hurricane. Then we have several in a row, and they have devastated areas like Houston and parts of Florida and obviously Puerto Rico. And uh, then you've got uh, the, the, the flooding in India and Bangladesh and Nepal, which displaced 40 million people they're still on the march there it's unbelievable really bad and and then the fires which are just crazy so you never know what is gonna is going to arise emergency wise in your life just be prepared for it whatever it is because the government can't always be there right when you need them they just can't and we know that they're not competent enough to do that so 
call my friends at My Patriot Supply. They are great people. You can trust them. It's who I trusted with my emergency food plan, and you can too. Right now, you can get 102 servings, survival food supply. Just get you nicely started. If you've got a family of four, this provides a week of food for each of you. Breakfast, lunches, and dinners, less than a bucket serving. Just pick up the phone and call them and get this checked off your list and, and have some peace of mind. 888-411-5293. 888-411-5293. Or online at preparewithpat.com. That's preparewithpat.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. Speech by uh, former President Bush yesterday, uh, kind of irritating. In fact, a lot of irritating because because he never did that during during the Obama years, and and now to jump in there in in this. And as our previous caller uh, just explained, I hate to be pushed into having to defend Trump all the time, but you can't help but do it because the, these these criticisms of him are sometimes so ludicrous that you just have to speak up on his behalf. You know, some some criticisms might be justified. For instance, it would be really nice if he would drop this whole thing with the Gold Star family. Just leave it alone. Let, him, let the Gold Star family say what they want. And then just let uh, Frederica Wilson go away back into obscurity. Uh, we, I, I don't ever really want to nice. see her... Her cowboy-hatted head again. I don't want. I don't want to see her. That's her. That's her signature, Pat. Yeah, that's, I know. That's it her is. signature. I know it is. She's got hundreds of them. And meanwhile, we. I, I'd like to. I'd like to remember President Bush for these types of things. And so, in my state of the my state of the union, our state, my speech to the nation. Right. Whatever you want to call it, speech <laughs> to the nation. Speech to the nation. Whatever. I know the human being and fish can coexist peacefully. <laughs> And America needs a military where our best and brightest are proud to serve and proud to stay. If you're a single mother with two children, mm-hmm. which is the toughest job in America as far as I'm concerned. America. Mm-hmm. And you're working hard to put food on your family. Rarely <laughs> is the question asked, is our children learning? Too many good docs are getting out of business. Too many OBGYNs aren't able to practice their, their love with women all across the country. See, how does that even be? There's an old saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once. Shame on. Shame on. You, me. Shame on you. <laughs> you fool me, but you, you can't fool get me. You can't get fooled again. You fool me once. <laughs> so great. You fool me, then you fool me twice, and three times a lady. <laughs> and I love you. It's like a Commodore song. <laughs> Back from the 70s, remember that? Uh is priceless. Ah, the Commodores. Good times. Good times. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh Nikki in California. You're on the blaze. Hello, Pam. Hi. Go ahead. Well, I wanted to let you know and complain about a report a local news reporter, channel twelve twenty four. Um who gave out a resident at name and address 
wow. over the air. Wow. On channel 1224? No, no. Oh. Action News Now. Action News Now. Action News 12. 12. 12 and 24. They're, it oh, it's on both, both, channels. both channels. Okay. Yeah. All right. Is one HD and one's not? I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. They seem to be a little greedy hogging up right? two channels when right? Thank you. one seems to be enough. Okay. You got so, Action News going. But whose address did they yeah. did they give out? I don't know the man's name. Uh-huh. Um, several people had called in to complain about this man doing um, fires uh, mm-hmm. out of season during wow. all of our fires being, you know, during the uh, the Laporte Cascade uh, fires going on in Butte County. Right. Okay. And this man had been cited several times mm-hmm. by the fire marshal. And evidently, these residents wanted to report it to the news station. Which is understandable. Mm-hmm. And they gave out his, his address? He, yes. This yeah, it's probably, probably not a good H-A idea. H.A. Abel uh-huh. gave out this man's name and address. Okay. So this is Channel 12 in what city? Chico, California. Okay. All right. It's action news. Yeah, they probably shouldn't be doing that. The, appreciate the call, Nikki. Thank you. They... I'm sure that opens them up to uh, lawsuits of some Boy, sort. Boy, no kidding. However, uh, in today's world out in California with, uh, with the fires and there's fire bans going on, uh, perhaps Mr. Whoever he is in Chico County uh, mm-hmm. needs, to, mm-hmm. needs to not be doing what he's doing. Yeah. It's kind of a dangerous time. Yes, very dangerous. With fires. Uh, Brent in California. You're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. Hey. Brent. Hey, so... Uh, I had a little comment about you guys had a report. You're telling stories about they're teaching really young kids about gender and how it's kind of malleable. Yeah. You know, these yeah. three, four-year-olds. I just had a story. I remember walking to preschool. I really remember this vividly. Walking to preschool with my mom. I think I was like three and a half or something. I'm 19 now. And I, I told her that when I grow up, I want to be a mom just like you. And I remember she laughed at me, and I didn't understand why. <laughs> and cause in my little three year old mind mm-hmm. i had no idea that little boys grow up to be dads and little girls right. grow up to be moms right and here they are teaching these kids yeah that it's malleable it just doesn't make sense to me yeah. well that's because your mom thought oh, isn't that cute my my three-year-old son wants to grow up to be me he loves me that's wonderful but he'll realize that he's going to grow up to be a dad yeah it's it, right. it, it and used to be, laugh at me you know it used and, to and be, i didn't understand why it, there was a time when it was cute now it's just dangerous right now we're just and, and now and now you have to yeah. believe me you have to take me mm-hmm. as a three-year-old seriously and, and and pander to my you know naive belief that i can be a mom yeah right uh, it's strange S- now start giving you her- hormone therapy and preparing you for surgery and dressing you up in it's dresses exactly yeah you, you know you can't take these kids seriously you got to just Tell them the way it is, whether or not they believe it or not. Thank yeah. you, Brent. Let, Brent, let me ask you a question. You're in California. You ever watch Action Action News 12 and 24? <laughs> no, I had, I don't. I, I don't know what that address thing is about. I don't. All right. Uh, okay. Be on the lookout Whatever. for it. Uh, Action News 12 and 24. I think one's HD and the other probably. We don't know that for sure. But we, we don't just know, know it's Action News 12 sure. and 24. Thanks, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> He's right, though. 
You think about that. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. it's absolutely uh, unbelievable now that we have stories where we're supposed to take the cute little three-year-old loving his mother, mm-hmm. uh, whether it, or or a three-year-old girl loving their father, where they're 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 walking along and they like, someday I want to grow up to be you and you and you you laugh. He said my mom laughed at me. She chuckled, thinking, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's cute. Right, that's cute. You you want to grow up to be me, but you know she knows deep down someday, someday you'll learn that you know you're not going to grow up to be me. You're going to be growing up to be a man, but you know maybe you'll grow up to be like me. How hateful! How hateful that is, Jeffy. That you said they'll grow up to be. You don't know that. You don't know that he is definitely going to grow up to be a man. Uh, That's fluid, and you can't you can't be putting your prejudices on him. It's just so unhealthy. Speaking of which, we're going to talk to a psychologist who talks about the uh, horrific, the the horrific mind games we're playing with kids by doing this, by telling them that gender is fluid, by ten, telling them that there are ninety different genders instead of two. We're just—it's not even—it's not even biological, and it's not scientific. And we're just supposed to accept it now. And there is a, a really brave psychologist speaking out about this and saying, wait a minute, this is mental disorder. This is a disease. Stop embracing it. It's crazy. Uh, 888-900-3393. 888-900-3393 with whatever's on your mind. Something we've been talking about today or, or days past. It's up to you. Give us a call on The Blaze. It's Pat Gray Unleashed. Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Let me make it very clear, poor people aren't necessarily killers. Right, that's right, it's true. Just because you happen yeah. to be not rich, rich doesn't mean you're willing to kill. <laughs> Poor people aren't necessarily killers. They probably are, but not necessarily. Not in every case is a poor person uh, a, a killer. Sometimes they just wound people. Sometimes they just, poor people just put other people in the hospital. Sometimes. And uh, yeah. sometimes they'll just injure them. Bad enough to where they can go to an emergency room, but be released the same night. But killers. But not not necessarily killers. So uh, it's good to know. <laughs> it's really good, good to, to know. know. It honestly is. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Another amazing story. As long as we're you know embroiled in this sexual harassment thing with Harvey Weinstein, his his brother Bob. Uh, Quentin Tarantino, who knew things and said nothing. All of these actors who did the same thing. Now there's a model in England claiming that David Blaine, you know who he is, that uh, magician? Yeah, yes. Raped her in 2004. Scotland Yard is investigating David Blaine after a model accused him of raping her in London. 
police have asked Blaine to come to Britain to be interviewed. Do they pay for that trip, I wonder? And plus, uh, does Blaine... Is Blaine busy? I, I you, you know, know, you know what? I would love to come and be <laughs> you know what I'd love to hear. But I yeah, wish I had but, time. Mm. But I've got uh, this, and uh, I've got another appointment that I, poof, man, I just can't right now. Why now? Why didn't, you, you know, if it's Because great, it's open market now. It we, is. We talked about that. And I'm it not, is. I'm not saying Blaine didn't do it. Yeah, Maybe he know. did, and if he did, I hope he gets punishment for it. But. It's open season, and we started the open season with even our own Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. a year or two ago saying that we were supposed to believe it all, right? No matter if, if someone complains and says that they were that they were harassed, it's true. Mm-hmm. Fact. Mm-hmm. There's no, you, there's no, you get to say it, and then we'll, we'll take you seriously I, about it, but it doesn't mean that it actually happened. It I, I got to tell you, when it, when it happened 13 years ago, and you didn't say anything until now, Obviously, there's going to be some people who doubt what you're saying, because if you were raped, you should have gone to the police. You should have gone to the hospital and done the rape kit. You, you should gather information and, and uh, evidence against the guy yes. so he can be brought to justice. And I'm sure there's all kinds of reasons why women don't report things. But w- when it hap- when you just all of a sudden, 13 years later now, say this in the scope of everybody else coming forward on something on some other person. It, I mean, you can't help but have some doubts, can you? I, I, it's, just, it's only I natural. Yes, it is. And and despite, look, if you felt that you couldn't come forward then, the only thing that's changed now is that people are more open well, to now, believing you. Now, Jeffrey, there's a hashtag. <laughs> and if there's a hashtag, you can jump in and say, me too. Hashtag me too. Well, I, so the hashtag has opened this up for people to finally. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. It's just crazy. What a world. Hey, no question about that. Uh, no De- question. Derek in Florida. You're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, guys. I'm hey. doing great. Thanks for asking. <laughs> um, I have a hypothetical question about the uh, situation with Donald Trump and the, uh, the widow of the fallen soldier mm-hmm. uh, that he contacted. I'm not saying that this is any of this is true. I'm just kind of hypothetically guessing around stuff. If he did have proof of what the conversation was and it conflicted with what she said, and he were to release it, I'm, in my opinion, he would probably look like he was being a bully and, and being a jerk to her. So he might be advised not to do so. Um, is it at all possible that maybe somebody from him, either him or somebody from his uh, from his cabinet contacted her and said, we have proof and Stop saying what you're saying. And for that reason, when they interviewed him, he said, now if she says something, I'll release my proof. Just curious. I, 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 it's just an idea I thought of, and I, I just don't know. Well, he, uh, Trump has said he had proof, right? And then right. Th- he didn't produce any. And now they're saying there is no recording of the phone call. So, And then I saw a video uh, earlier today of another call that he made. Uh, so he may have been referring to that, that, you know, he, that, that there was a, a video of an older call and that's what I say to everybody. I, and, I mean, I don't know. And he probably does. Thanks for the call, Derek. He probably does say the same thing to everybody. And we all know, look, we all know, we've talked about it on this show before, how, uh, the way Trump speaks and the way it's read uh-huh. Is different. I mean, you. I read yeah. some of the things some nights uh, uh, when he's speaking, and I'm thinking, yeah, that's good. And then I go back and watch the video of it, and it's 
heard so much different. <laughs> yeah, because it's of his so deliverance. Yes. Yeah. It, uh, the just, way he delivers it, you know, changes it, it sure ever does. so slightly it sure from does. time and, to time. And that's, and that's what, you know, that's why I think I'm almost, I, I'm ready to believe that uh, Frederica was the one that got the family all wound up. Because she decided entirely that possible. she didn't like the way he said uh, he knew what he was what he mm-hmm. was in for. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the way she heard it. And Her racist thoughts. Really unfortunate. Uh, horrible. Brent in Arizona, you're on the blaze. Hey, um, Pat and Jesse, how you guys doing? They're good. Awesome. So I, I got to tell you about this, and I thought you might get a kick out of it. Um, there's a game out called Democracy 2. Yeah. And it it simulates politics, basically. You run your own country. And the way this game is set up, I swear to you that a liberal made it. You know, they have different situations in the real world, like pollution, um, homelessness, and, you know, everything else like that. Mm-hmm. And you create these you create these policies to try to stop it. Well, let's take pollution, for example. You know, you know, hybrid cars, um, maybe just a little bit of pollution control. I thought I'd just to see what that happened. Yeah. Pat, it didn't, didn't even touch it. The only way it took care of pollution was to completely remove cars and to completely have the government overtake the energy industry. <laughs> no, there's and, no doubt that was created by a liberal. <laughs> there's no it, doubt. It's called Democracy oh, too. Yeah, Democracy 2. It's on, I don't know if you ever heard of Steam. And let's take, you'll you'll like this one even more, Pat. Um, Homelessness and equality, okay? Mm -hmm. So after after the pollution scandal, I decided to play into this game a little bit further. I did state housing, uh, disability benefits, child tax, or um, child care provisions, and all these other fun things. Right. The game celebrated and said you finally created a socialist society there is equality among everybody and there is no more poor congratulations on finally congratulations on finally succeeding in the marxist dream (laughs) really that's pretty amazing is it a popular game to a lot of people do you know how many people are playing this how many are on it um, at the top of my head, no. I found out about it because I was watching YouTube videos, and I was this. I found it on a game review, and it looks pretty sweet. And then I found this. I found out all this, and was like, "Man, the heck with this! I'm not going to get brainwashed by this." Right. Well, look, it isn't just an election game, but focuses more on simulating the actual running of a country. Your party is going to need to keep the voters happy to reelect you. But it's the actual day-to-day decision-making as president or prime minister that is the core of the game. And then they they celebrate Marxism when you give in to that? That's pretty amazing. No kidding. Pretty amazing. Well, it's, it's not just Marxism, though. It's like if you have a crime-free utopia, they celebrate that. Uh, they celebrate <laughs> like if you completely take care of pollution, they'll say congratulations on creating a green, friendly environment. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty one-sided. Thanks, Brent. Appreciate it. The uh, game uh, interesting. also has a number of achievements to work towards, such as economic miracle or crime-free utopia. Well, this is what we're saying. The indoctrination is so complete because it's in the educational system. It's in the media. 
It's in uh, popular culture like this. I mean, it's just ingrained everywhere, and you just wouldn't expect it. You just start innocently playing a game online, right. and then you find out it's some Marxist tool. It's uh, pretty pathetic. What chance do our kids have? This is why. This is why you have to supplement whatever they're getting at school. If you're sending them to public school, to private school, whatever, you've got to find out what they're learning. Yeah, you got to pay attention. You, ha- you have to. It's so critical to pay attention to what they're learning and make sure that if they're not he- if they're not hearing the real deal in school, and they're probably not. They're not being taught the Constitution as it was intended by our founders. You've got to you've got to be the person that that educates them, that teaches them. Um, Kathy in California, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hello, this is Kathy in California. Hi, this is Pat in Texas. Hello, this is Jeff in Texas. Is Texas still a good state? It's a great state. Because yeah. California is not. Anyway, I'm a, a Trump voter. Okay. Um, I didn't vote for Donald Trump because I'm a hater or a bigot or a white supremacist. Mm-hmm. I voted for him because I'm an old lady whose husband was a World War II veteran. We really believed in our country. We mm-hmm. really thought it could still be turned around. After the last couple of days, I've got to say, I think that's just not going to happen. Mm, so every would... time I hear someone apologize for Donald Trump, mm-hmm. it really makes me irritated. Because we didn't vote for him because he was a perfect man like Obama was. <laughs> we voted yeah. for him because we knew he could fight fire with fire. No uh. Republican can win a race against a Democrat for the White House. Obama said it best when he was in office. You don't take a knife to a gunfight. Mm-hmm. And we knew that Donald Trump could bring his big guns. And yep. every time they pulled out a gun, he could pull out a bigger one. Did we think he was going to be perfect once he got into the White House? No. But mm. did we think he loved his country and wanted to do what he could do to save the country for his children and his grandchildren? No. Yes, we did. (laughs) Yes, you did. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, how do you think he's doing so far? Well, I think he's doing the best that he can. I don't expect that he's going to make great strides overnight, especially not when he's got the, the Congress that he's got right now. For instance, when John McCain made the comment the other day, what the hell are we doing with people in Nigeria? Yeah, I knew that three years ago because I saw it on the news when Obama sent them over there. So where has he been? Well, I will say that if I knew about Niger when it first happened, I had forgotten since. And it was a little jarring to find out that not only were we in Niger, but four U.S. servicemen gave their lives in Niger for, for a, a cause we know very little about. It was a little disconcerting to me as well. And then because of that, we find out how many different areas in Africa we're in doing the same work that these guys were doing. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. But it was explained when it came out on the news three years ago that ISIS was over there and we were sending people over there to train them so that ISIS wouldn't pop up there. Right. So the fact that yes. they died there is a horrible thing. It's horrible it when is. they die in any way. Yes. True. Very but true. But the decision was made by Obama, and I'm sure that Trump 
if you look at who he surrounds himself with, mm-hmm. as far as his military, he took their advice and left the men there. Yes, I yeah. think I to give Trump credit for that, I think he does uh, listen to the advice of military advisors. I think he does. Do I that. tell you, honestly, mm-hmm. if I saw that he had the same people in there that President Obama had in there or that Bush had in there or Reagan had in there or, God forbid, Jimmy Carter had in there, I would feel totally different about where we're at. Mm hmm. But when I see that he has surrounded himself with people that have knowledge, we didn't expect him to know everything when he went into the White House. Yeah, but I expected that the president of the United States would know more than Donald Trump does, frankly. I mean, he is not knowledgeable on world events. He's not. He's not. He doesn't know anything about foreign affairs. He knows nothing about the social issues. He he knows nothing about almost anything. And I, my president, I, I expect more than that from my president. And maybe you don't. Um, and that's, that's fine. He is the president, so there's not much we can do about it. But this is what we're left with, a guy who has very little knowledge about what's going on in the world. That's frightening to me. It isn't frightening to me because I happen to think he has a lot of knowledge. It's called common sense. No, he really doesn't, though. Oh, he-, he really doesn't, though, Kathy. I, I mean, we... You know, we could argue about that until we're bull in the face. I appreciate the call. Um, and, and I understand the sentiment. I do. I get it. You you wanted somebody who's going to fight back and because we're sick and tired of seeing these sissies just take it time after time after time. I've complained about this for a long time. Republicans can't defend themselves. I don't know why. I don't know why. They always leave it to us on talk radio. We're the only ones who can defend these freaking people. But good heavens. Donald Trump uh, has almost no knowledge about how any of this stuff works, and it was clear every time he spoke in the in the campaign. It 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 just was clear every time he spoke. It's still clear to this day. Does he have some good people around him, like John Kelly? You bet he does. Yes, but he had some terrible people around him too, like Steve Bannon. And some ancillary people who are in that orbit, like Robert Spencer. I'm talking terrible people. But, you know, we shouldn't litigate the campaign again. That's over, isn't it? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Sadly, yes, it is. <laughs> uh, all right. We got to talk about uh, how we can hear presidents better um, during campaigns. And maybe that's... I have a way. Maybe there's a lot of people with a lot of wax in their ear. <laughs> You know, because they just didn't hear a lot of the dumb things he said during the campaign. No, they didn't. <laughs> I've got a solution to that. Wax RX ear wash system, which Jeffy has just recently I, used. I actually used the product. I put the solution in, the pre-solution in, followed the instructions. Mm-hmm. Then I put the uh, the washing solution in with the with the warm water and flushed they give it you right the, out of flushed there. Flushed it out of there perfectly. Right? Yeah, it, it worked great. There was uh, actually the, a gerbil in his ear canal there and was, it came out. There was some debris yes. uh, in the ear, uh, clogging a little <laughs> bit in both ears. Okay. And it came, they give you a little thing you know, to catch the, if you have debris. Uh, and the debris came out. Was the gerbil still living and, or uh, had it been killed in there somehow? Well, if, if are you an animal times. rights activist? No, I'm not. It was dead. Okay. <laughs> Go to usewaxrx.com. Order your reusable earwash system. Really does work. It's great and it's safe. Unlike a lot of these other things like candles and 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 Q-tips. Uh, yes. Don't do that to your ears. 
Go to usewaxrx.com. Use the promo code radio. You'll get free standard shipping. Usewaxrx.com. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, 888-900-3393. Hey, you can tweet us uh, at Pat Unleashed uh, with the hashtag uh, tell Pat. Uh, Mitt 9 uh, has uh, tweeted, uh, why are you making fun of George W. Bush? He is a gem of a human being. <laughs> Love him, W. Okay. Uh, you know, I, there was a time when I thought that too. But that time is, you know, past. So <laughs> it's pastism, is what, what it is. It is W pastism. Yes. Uh, he did some things really well. Yes, he did. He did. Uh, triple yes, A, nine hundred thirty-three, ninety-three. And during the eight years of Obama, I missed him like a like my dad. Absolutely, I missed him like I miss my dad. We wanted him to say something. Yes. And did he? No. No. Did he yesterday? Yes. yes. Who's president now? Is it Obama? Uh, no. no. Uh, Hunter in North Carolina, welcome to the Blaze. Pat, Jesse, how are you guys doing today? <laughs> doing good. Okay. Uh, Pat, mm-hmm. let's stop talking about politics. Let's talk about the real thing this weekend: East Carolina versus BYU. Uh, when, these, oh. when these two one and six teams get together, you can throw out all the record books, can't you? Look, <laughs> yeah. Well, between between both of us not being able to stop anybody and neither yeah. one being able to score. Yeah, this is going to be a great field goal game. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I mean, uh, <laughs> this is a terrible, terrible year for. Are you an East Carolina fan? You're the one. Yeah, yes, sir. Okay. I'm an East Carolina fan. In fact, I'm calling you from Greenville. I saw BYU come in last night on the, uh, nice. the airport. Were you scared? Um, Were you scared no, what? when you saw him? No, Did you ride through the streets and scream, the Mormons are coming, the Mormons are coming? <laughs> No, sir, I did not. No, My God, they're already here. <laughs> no, uh, I tell you, when this game got scheduled, I was, I've was i been so excited about it because we're playing a, a big team coming from out west. Yeah. I thought about it. I've been thinking about you the whole week, though. I said, man, they're one and six just like us. Yeah. Both teams are usually pretty decent, pretty good. Yes. And we're all struggling, but uh, – Last – if, if we would have played – if we would have played last year, I mean, well, of course, you wouldn't have liked it because we were good last year. And – uh right. It would have been a different story. I I'm not sure we can beat East Carolina. I don't think I don't. Think I don't you think can. we can. I don't. I don't think so. I <laughs> I don't think we can beat BYU. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been a few years. I mean, at least BYU's been had a couple of years of uh, goodness behind him. You've had uh, three or four that have not been good at all. Yeah, we have. Yeah. We've had uh, two. We were five and seven, then two, three and nine last year. But before that, we were really good. Yeah, I remember uh, yeah. that. We've been, yeah, we've been. We've been pretty good, and that's why when this game got scheduled, uh, I was excited about it. Um, now I'm kind of like, oh, God, BYU's going to whip us. But uh, <laughs> I don't think but, so. Uh, no, Hunter, you don't, don't have to worry about it, Hunter. Hunter, I don't think you have to worry about that at all. And I, I, w- I, w- I kind of wish you did. I mean, Pat's I turned really me into a BYU did. fan. Yeah. But, uh, well, I, man, that's t- they're to tough to watch. Honest, to be honest, I was hoping we would both be, you know, 7-1 and one right now or something like fun. that. Would have been real fun. Would have been fun. Really good game, but uh, yeah. it's not going to happen. But, hey. 
just one. I thought I was going to call and talk to you about politics the first time I ever called, but uh, I see him talking about football. But Pat, congratulations on your show. I listen to it every day. Thank you. Uh, I hate that you're not with Glenn anymore on his show every day, but uh, you and Jeffy are doing a great job. Thanks. I, I, Thank I love the show. And uh, hey, good luck with the rest of the off season. And uh, Pat, you too. next time they come to Greenville, you got to come to Greenville, man. Get some North Carolina barbecue. <laughs> All right. I, I do. Need more of that Texas I'd love barbecue. to. It is pretty there. There's no doubt about that. I, and it's beautiful there. I like North Carolina barbecue. Uh, thanks, Hunter. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, Missouri's got a big game uh, this week, too. Uh, against? Idaho. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. So they're they're not playing their SEC schedule this week? They got no. Idaho? Yeah, Idaho. That's uh, a win. Idaho's one, Right? Two. That should be a win. That should be a win. Well, I mean, Missouri's fifth place at the SEC East right now. I mean, so they're, they're... Out of five teams? So... <laughs> So. I know, but I like the way it sounded better with <laughs> yeah, fifth place. I know. They're only I in know. fifth place in uh, the <laughs> SEC East. Uh, what uh, is Idaho? Idaho's two wins. They're two wins. They're, okay, so they won twice this yeah, year? Yeah, the Vandals. The Vandals have won two games. <laughs> is it? It's and obviously in, tell Mis- you, in Missouri, right? I am concerned about it. Uh, I am concerned about it. Yes. Oof. Man, it, uh, I'm it looking to could see. not be uh, that well. Okay, they they beat Sacramento State badly. They were crushed by UNLV. They were beaten this by is, Western is, Michigan. This is the the this Warriors is the Idaho of the Vandals. Vandals. The Idaho Vandals. Uh, they beat South Al. What? They beat South Alabama. Oh, South Alabama. Though. Okay, but I mean that's yeah, South Alabama. They lost to Louisiana Lafayette, and they lost to Appalachian State. Oh, they might they, they might be on a mission. To be the team that if they beat Missouri, they get some recruits. <laughs> yeah, probably not. I hope not. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three with whatever's on your mind. Give us a call here at Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393. Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, Interesting article on the front page of the Wall Street Journal yesterday about a comedy group from Provo, Utah at BYU. Studio C. Have you ever have you ever seen Studio C? Yes. You know, my daughter is in love with that. Right oh, really? Now. She really. I catch her laughing all the time watching that. They're yeah. really good. They're really good. I mean, it, it, they've been doing this for like six years. I think this I mean, might be the sixth season. I was aware They're of really them, funny uh, because uh, either you or Glenn had pointed them out. You know, <clears throat> yeah. a few years ago. But uh, I, I just, I, you know, I watched a lot of their stuff. But it, this past is so, you mentioned it was so funny because this past month, my daughter has found out about them. And hmm. so I catch her at home <laughs> laughing watching. all the time watching. Yeah. And they're um, really funny. Really funny. This article in the Wall Street Journal starts out, Conan O'Brien and his family were out to dinner in Santa Monica last year when his daughter began to screech, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I thought a Cessna had just plowed into a sidewalk and burst into flames, <laughs> Conan said. Then my son started to freak out, and he was like, they're crossing the street. They're crossing the street. Uh, the source of the pandemonium? 
was the arrival of what Conan O'Brien's children deemed some bigger celebrities, a few mild-mannered Mormons. <laughs> they were That's members really of funny. members of Studio C, uh, and they were just in town. I don't know, having having dinner, Get out for doing, a beer. I don't oh, know. Wait, what, no. Probably not out no, for no, a beer. Not out for a beer at all. And then they go on to describe how it's all clean humor, and they can't even do. They don't even do like fart jokes. Right. They can't. And so, uh, and to be funny anyway is really hard. And yet they do it, and they do they it sure on a do. pretty regular basis. So if you're looking for something that the family can watch, uh, that's a pretty good option. They have this. They have this bit that they've done. And and by the way, their clips online have been viewed over a billion times. Yeah. Over one billion times and by the way a number of those were through my ip address <laughs> <laughs> and and one of them is uh well they have two they uh scott sterling is this fictitious soccer goalie and a volleyball player where the ball just keeps <laughs> smashing into his face over and over again really well done really funny stuff uh but if you're looking for something for the family that that could be it that's a good idea. That's really funny. It's fun to be able to watch something together without Isn't having it? to explain. Yeah, uh, that's big guy. I mean, that's my my, my excuse in, in my house, and even you know, joking around here on the air is uh, you don't need to watch that. That's a big guy show. <laughs> you tell me that all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's a big guy show. <laughs> and so it's uh, it's nice to be able to watch something that you don't have to explain things to. Exactly. It's just funny. Exactly. Uh, so also this weekend, uh, Geostorm. I can't wait for this because. This is another big global warming flop that I don't I don't think people are gonna are going to warm up to this weekend. And it cost 120 million to make, and they only expect it to bring in ten or twelve million this Ooh, weekend. That'd be they tough. expect it to be crushed by Boo Two, a Medea Halloween. Uh, so I wow. can't get to Boo Two quickly enough. I a Medea whatever. If it's Medea Arbor Day, I'm going. Really? I think you know that. Yeah. It's, that's my thing. I mean, I know that. I didn't think you wanted to share that with everybody, though. <laughs> but uh, it got me to thinking about uh, what a terrible year this has been for movies. Oh, I can think of two good ones, Dunkirk and Wonder Woman. Those are the two that I liked. Not uh, it, really. One that I kind of had a high expectation for was The Mummy with Tom Cruise, and it turned out to be one of the worst movies of the year. So... Um, I was surprised you had ex- high expectations for that too, because man, I remember seeing the well, first Tom trailer. Of the, I know, but <clears throat> Tom Cruise usually delivers. His days of delivering for that type of character are over. I think he needs to open up to that. That's quite a declaration. I think he needs to. Open so you up think he's to that. done now? In his fifties, he's done. No, he's not done being those type of characters. Being the mm-hmm. being the Mission Impossible guy. Being that that guy. The guy. Oh, there's in, more Mission Impossibles coming. I know. Out too. I know, and listen, you don't, if anyone uh, knows, you know, what it's like to, you know, be in shape and work hard, it's me. <laughs> okay? And so, I mean, I know what Tom's going through. Do you? But, you know, stop. Okay. Stop. Yeah. Uh-huh. Don't even. Why, are you being funny? <laughs> no. I, okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> it may be time for Tom to, you know, think. Yeah. To think. Dude, maybe we need to move on. It's time for. Another character revision. Doing Jane Austen movies now. Maybe. Maybe a remains of the day kind of thing. Okay, yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I I was also um, checking out some of the websites for what they deem as the worst movies of the year. Uh-huh. And in every case, that uh, Baywatch movie is 
is among the yeah, worst the of the year. Just did that for the money, the money, and to be able to be around some hot babes. That's about it. Yeah, he probably doesn't have any problem doing that. You know, being around hot babes would be my guess. Um, <laughs> the Rock? No, yeah. Yeah, no, he's okay with uh, that. I think he's, he's been probably, all right with that for quite some time. Yeah, he's probably okay with that. The other, uh, 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 there was there a Ben Affleck movie this year? Oh yeah, Live by Night. Live by Night. Ooh, which one was that? That's supposed to be one of the worst. Oh, movies the, of the where year. he was the detective guy or whatever. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah, that went over like a lead balloon too. Underworld Blood Wars with Kate Beckinsale. That was supposed to be pretty big and completely flopped, and the critics hated. Uh, Return of Xander Cage. I didn't even know that happened this year. Wow. Wait, Xander Cage Vin, returned? Vin Diesel. Yeah, and he had a massive flop. <laughs> yeah. Then there was Sing, which I've actually seen. I, I didn't think it was no, that Sing bad. No, Sing was cute. I didn't think it was that bad. Yeah, Sing was okay. Sing um, was one of those movies that you sit there and laugh with the kids a little bit and chuckle and move on. Resident Evil, the final chapter. One of the worst movies of the year. Oof. Uh, I didn't see that. Also, Gold with... Uh, Matthew McConaughey uh, didn't do well and was poorly received by critics. Um, another one that uh, nobody went to was Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk. Do you remember seeing the previews for that? I think we, when we were doing Pat and Stew, I think we played the trailer on that. And I mean, it certainly sounds like something we would watch the trailer for, but I don't recall it. And it, com- I mean, halftime. I don't even remember that being in theaters. Then Fifty Shades Darker, which bombed and oh, critics yeah. hated. I'm, I'm so glad. I hope we're done with that whole series. And then right. one of the one of the worst movies of the year, The Great Wall, with Matt Damon. Worst movies here in the states, though. I mean, they made a lot of money still. I, I guess worldwide, it made pretty good money. Yeah, big time. And in, in, uh, they they claimed that they made that movie uh, not for the U.S. Yeah, it was a Chinese movie. I, I, and maybe it's one of their Chinese legends or something. But what came over the wall were monsters. I mean, it was bad. That looked really stupid. Yeah, it was really bad. Really stupid. Uh, I noticed Transformers not on that list, though. Tri- tri- not See? so far, anyway. That's what I'm saying. Because um, uh, Transformers didn't deserve to be on that list. I mean, it's Transformers. Uh, it's cure, a separate category. There was a, a horror movie called A Cure for Wellness, which was also panned by critics. Uh, I don't. Oh, yeah. I don't know anybody in that. I, I don't know the the actual storyline of that one, but the critics hated it. They also hated Trespass Against Us, which I have never heard of. Michael Fassbender is in that. Um, he he also played Michael Fassbender. Also played uh, uh, what's his name from Apple? Oh uh, yeah yeah yeah. Uh, Oh right, that, that was good. That, that, yeah, and that both was, of those, yeah, it was pretty good. Both of the uh, what's his name from Apple movies were really good. Yes, <laughs> Steve Jobs. Yes, yeah, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. Uh, they, they both were actually really good movies, though. I enjoyed both of them. And you know what critics hated? I didn't see, but The Circle with Tom Hanks. I, I couldn't bring myself to watch it, and I want to watch that too. I want to see. I heard it. that was ridiculous. Yes, and it's too bad too because it, it, Tom, what are you doing, man? He's Usually, you can al- almost always count on Tom Hanks and Tom Cruise. I know. And they both let us down this year. I, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I was reminded uh, in a tweet uh, at Pat Unleashed that uh, the other day when we were talking about uh, Batmans, uh, we left out Christian Bale. Oh, yeah, we did. When we were talking about how good uh, Ben Affleck was as Batman. 
we left out uh, how <laughs> yeah, he's, the greatness of Christian Bale. It's terrific. I mean, it's tough to be Batman after Christian Bale. So it started with, with Michael Keaton. Keaton. Then I think it went to Val Kilmer. Then Val it only went, did one, right? I think Maybe so. Maybe even Keaton only did one, too, the, probably. Keaton did two or three, I think. And then and then it went from uh, Kilmer to Clooney. And, right. And then to Christian Bale. Who was, I, I mean, he was a good Batman. He's pretty good. And now uh, Ben Affleck, who's Who, terrible. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. terrible. Uh, give it up. You know, terrible. Stop doing it. I mean, I don't know, but he, I mean, he, he needs the money. And we were looking at his, uh, we were looking at his, uh, IMDB page the other day and, uh, he hasn't had a lot of successes. No, he really hasn't. I mean, for being Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. he hasn't really, uh, had a lot of successes. No, that's very true. I mean, there's only a couple of movies that I, that I enjoy with him in it and that's it. I can't even think of, well, I mean, goodwill hunting obviously, but that was, you know, 20 years ago now. It, well, they all you, were a ways ago, but you got Armageddon, classic. Oh, Armageddon's okay. Uh, and uh, The Town. I liked them in The Town. I, I, the Town was real good. Was that a like a gangster movie or something? Yeah, they were, uh, they were thieves in Boston. You know, it was uh, they were robbing banks and stuff in, in the Boston area. Okay. Yeah, he does a lot of Boston movies because he's from Boston. And so <laughs> he likes to mo- do movies about Boston. Well, plus, you know, if he, if he works there, then everybody <laughs> loves him and knows who he is. Yeah, exactly. He starts doing movies uh, here in Texas. People go, hey, Ben. Yeah. You suck. <laughs> All right. 888-900-3393. Since it's Friday, we're just letting you uh, sound off on uh, whatever's on your mind at 888-900-3393. Could be something we've talked about today, uh, or it could be from the, the previous week or weeks. Meanwhile, uh, we are partnering with um, uh, to try Mercury One, and uh, we're having the M1 Ball coming up. Uh, our Operation Barbecue has uh, arrived in California to assist in feeding first responders and evacuees in the fires. You know, he's from here. Who is? Operation Barbecue. The yes. head guy. Yeah, He's yeah. from right here. And he, they've been feeding thousands of people with the fires. It's been a, gr- a great job. Uh, but uh, he never, it's been quite some time since I've seen the uh, barbecue trailer here. Uh, and uh, I would like for him to uh, stop by. Okay. And, uh, you know, now that they're done in California, I mean, they've fed almost 53,000 meals. This last week mm-hmm. alone mm-hmm. Uh, in California. Um, how about Operation Barbecue? I don't know. Stop by here. Yeah, it'd be the nice. Mercury Studio. That'd be nice. But I, I really appreciate the work they did in Houston. Right. And, and now in California. And, and they also and then they went down really to Florida. Great. I mean, he's been doing great work it's with Mercury One. He went down to Florida. All over the place. Right. And then he shout out to California for the fires. It's terrific. They're, they're terrific a tremendous, work. tremendous partner. They and sure so are. our 2017 Mercury M1 ball is coming up. And the theme is American Cowboy. The annual event is Saturday, November 19th at the Eddie Dean Ranch uh, here in Dallas, Texas. I'm looking forward to it. Good 630. To be a cowboy. Honorary chairs of the event are Gina and Ken Betts. Aaron Watson will perform. Be great. Well uh, worth hopefully it. you know Aaron. He's been on the show, on Glenn's show, multiple times. And I, I really like the guy. He's, he's a good guy. Um, and so this is what supports the operation of Mercury One. Right. This is what enables us to put all the proceeds that you donate uh, into what you donate to. 
for instance, if it's relief in Houston, 100% of what you donate goes to relief in Houston. And then we pay for all the administration and other stuff with this particular ball. So Unlike join us. Unlike other charities that you hear about throughout, right. the, throughout the year. Where like 30% of what you donate goes to where you want it to. Maybe. Tickets are yeah. 200 per person. Uh, for more information on tickets and sponsorship opportunities, go to mercuryone.org slash m1ball. That's mercuryone.org slash m1ball. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here. TMZ is reporting that uh, OJ Simpson is hanging out at bars, going golfing. Right. Uh, and trying to get his driver's license. Hitting on women, getting his driver's license, hitting on women. I mean, what is he supposed to not? Is OJ Simpson not supposed to talk to people? No, he is can that talk what's supposed to happen? He can talk to people. I think what he's doing, though, is intensively looking for the actual killer uh, on these golf courses, which, you know, he continues to <laughs> he continues to do what he said in the very beginning it was his main goal in life, and that's to find the real killer. So I'm assuming he thinks the killer is on a golf course somewhere or in a bar with one of these women that he's hitting on. Hitting on is such a strong, I mean, he's talking to them. Right, they're they're up, they're having a couple of cocktails, mm-hmm. and he's and he's having a conversation mm-hmm. with and th- them. And then they had a f- they had a photo of him. They must be following him all over uh, everywhere all over town, because they had a photo of him with his daughter, and I think they were buying an iPhone or something. Yeah, and so that was a big deal. They made a big deal about OJ moving on to technology. And then <sighs> they made a big deal of his helmet, autographed helmet, being offered online for five hundred dollars. And so they're wondering if he's selling memorabilia again, because if he is, all of those proceeds are supposed to go to the Goldman family because of that lawsuit. And they've gotten... Yeah, the civil, the civil case, right? The yeah. civil case meant that all the money that he made other than the NFL pension goes to goes the Goldmans. Right. Because he owes him $35 million or something? That's a lot of money. And supposedly... I. Did he pay even two hundred thousand? I don't know. I, th- I, I, to be honest with you, I would, I would bet that he has paid them zero, but he maybe paid them something. It's amazing how he, how he gets away with that. That I mean, it is. He's, it is, and that's part of what got him in jail, right? Is right. They, he was fighting to get stuff back that he shouldn't have had in the first place. He makes a pretty good living somehow, uh, and I, I don't know. We, we figured his NFL pension was. Is it about a hundred thousand a year, it, you or, know, or so, or I maybe more the, than that? The original reports were more than that, but then I think we ended up realizing that it wasn't even it was it was less than what we had thought. You know what I mean? It wasn't as much as we thought it was. But still, whatever it is, it's it appears that he lives a lifestyle better than what the pension would give. According, Let's just leave it at that. According to uh, ESPN. He makes, let's see, as part of the settlement, former players were given an extra monthly payment Yeah, they did of, the, of $124, 
that can't be just that, right? Per season. Uh, played before 1975, $108 right. per season played in subsequent years. Yeah they, were trying played. To, yeah, they were trying to do the full math on what his total was for his monthly payments because they were saying okay, so how his, much money he had in the bank since he's been in jail. His, his payment from his pension is $4,034 a month. Okay, so see, that's not even $100,000 a year. No, it's not. But it's, you know. But it's 50000 a year, right? So, I mean, that's. I mean, that's, you're, look. Getting paid for 105 months in jail, he made $423,000 from right. that NFL pension. Okay, right. So, that, that's, so yeah, $400,000 in pension. He did have some back good. money. Now, he may have owed some people. I mean, I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, you know, a lot of times you're when you're in prison, if you because he was the man, it was also reported. So maybe he didn't know he that people probably owe him because uh, it was reported that since he had that money coming in every month, uh, he was the man that had was able to get stuff uh, in prison. So they all loved him uh, because he had the cash. Mm-hmm. So good for him. But they show I mean, they're following him, the man. They're <laughs> following him everywhere. I mean, perhaps. People like TMZ are hoping that OJ actually does find the killer because they'll be there with the camera when he does. Because uh, they, the man, they show him taking a driver's test and they show him getting his what they call his mug shot without a number mm-hmm. at, at the drivers at the DMV. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he looks good for seventy. Oh, he looks really uh, good for seventy. You know, yeah, listen, there's not a lot of us left. They said like if, that. Yeah, I. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's a few of us. There's a few of us. You know that, Pat? Uh, yeah, I, I know that, Jeff. Look, it takes work to get like this. Apparently, if he had waited to to claim his pay, pay, uh, his pension until he was sixty five, he would have collected uh, ten thousand five sixty five a month. Oh wow, uh, which was better. That, yeah, that'd be better. <laughs> I, I no, don't, wait, 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 wait. I don't know wait. if he did wait that long though. So one thousand. Right, if he waited until sixty five, yeah, he would have gotten he would ten thousand five sixty five a month. Rather than instead of the four thousand a month, and you're saying that's better. That's better. Ten thousand is better than four thousand. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm not that great at math, but uh, <laughs> just going to throw that out there. I look. That I would have been always, better. Look, I am so torn on OJ Simpson, and so, we may have talked about this. We before. have talked about it. I don't know I if we so, talked about it on this. I am show. so torn with <clears throat> on OJ because. Look, I mean, he's O.J. Simpson. I loved he's him when I was a kid. Juice, man. I loved him when he, he when, when I was a juice. kid. I know. I, he I was, know. you know, he was so good and so much fun to watch. And he was so personable. And uh-huh. he was, you know, he's the guy running through the airport uh-huh. for Hertz. And he's doing these stupid comedy movies. And I loved Capricorn One. That was a great movie. And, and he's, you know, he's tell, talking. He's on telling you about football every Sunday and every Monday night. And it's just, mm-hmm. I mean, he's the juice. Did you ever see Capricorn One? I don't remember. I, Where I, their moonshot was faked. They were the three astronauts, and they they had to fake the moonshot. I, I, I don't think so. And it seems like, I think, then NASA went after him to try to kill him so they wouldn't uh, right, they tell anybody. That. I have to watch it now. Yeah, it's Dude, pretty good. It. It's fun. And maybe I'm not remembering it. It's probably, well, as, all those <laughs> movies, look, all those movies are dated. You have to get, yes. take that with what, what you're watching. Definitely. In today's world, you have to take, you know, you can tell a movie was made pretty much when it was made, but just by watching the technology definitely in the movie it's bad and it's horrible because you're like what why didn't they just do this my wife and i were so excited to show poltergeist the original to our kids yeah. we couldn't wait because we thought okay you yeah. guys are going to be so scared 
but you're you're ready for it now. Okay, right, right. you're, you're, you're at the age now. You're 14. We're now. Let you watch this big guy movie. Now watch this poltergeist. <laughs> they laughed at it. It was just like pathetic. Well, it wasn't how we remembered it in right. 1980. Well, you know, I've been after uh, I've, my my uh, youngest son Maximus has been wanting to watch The uh, Godfather, and he's 15 now. And you know we've talked about it. It's a classic love those movie. Movies. It's always, uh, me too. I love and all three of them. I've got them. I've got them in the. You know I've got the. Well, they're box. on TBS every minute of every right. day. I've got the. But I've got the. You know the the box with the pictures and all three movies and the pictures mm-hmm. of the thing. And over the years you got it as a gift. And and I went back and and uh, I actually pulled out the DVD. I was like, oh, you know. And I put in two, which is my favorite. But I liked them all, all three. And I started watching it, and you know, I'm thinking Max is going to think this is the most boring movie in the entire world. And did he? Or but I haven't watched it with him. Oh, you haven't seen? He but hasn't I, seen it yet. No. But I'm like, because I'm watching it, I'm like, it's really good, really mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. But it isn't up to today's standards. I'm not sure. You know, I felt that I way them. last time I, I saw. I it. love them. Yeah, I love. I love them. them. It's a, it's a great movie. Uh, Robert in Ohio, you're on the Blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. How you doing? Good. How are you? Thanks for good. Thanks for taking the call. Mm-hmm. It's what we do here, you know. So. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> um, you know, I have a cure for. I believe I have a cure for the sickness that is our culture right now. Okay. And wow. That is a. I know that's a tall order to fill. Sure is. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, I have a movie that I am working on making, and it is about creation in the Garden of Eden. It's called The Garden, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Adam, Amy Adams as Eve, and Tom Hiddleston, who played Loki and Thor, as Lucifer. Do you actually have these people lined up for it? I do not. Um, you actually, don't? I'm, try- <laughs> okay. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm, yeah, so it, that's going to be a heck of a budget. Yeah. Uh, but, to get The Rock at this stage of his career? Yes. He's doing yeah. pretty well right now. So are you a big Usually. filmmaker, or is this your first time, or is there something we would know of yours? This is my first time. Um, you know, I'm a worship leader at my church, and uh, okay. God downloaded this movie to me. And so now I'm oh, just cool. trying to be obedient and trying to make it. And I've heard I love Glenn's that kind of voice. stuff. I love that kind of stuff. I heard, hey, I we... heard Glenn's voice as a voice of God in the film. Really? Yeah, I really believe. Yes. Uh, I believe right. 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 Now you just throw the whole hey, thing off. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on a second, though. I want to talk to you about that. And we're up against a hard break here. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We'll get back to Robert and your call coming up on the Blaze. Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Here's what we were thinking of when this uh, O.J. Simpson story first broke, when he was going to be released from jail, and he has been since. But they were talking about his NFL pension. Sports Illustrated 
reported that his pension was $25,000 a month. Right. Remember that? Yes, that's what I was saying. That it was, we, the, for the original ones made it seem like he was making a whole lot more than he actually was. Twenty-five grand a month would be, you know, what is it, $300,000 a year? That's pretty good pension. Yeah, that's, no, that's a not pretty bad. good pension. No, that's not bad. And it's also not accurate. So that's... <laughs> Uh, apparently, yes, ESPN puts it at 4,000-something, unless he didn't take it until he was 65, then it would be 10,500-something. Uh, and actually, and they can't touch that. Right. The settlement right. That, that the Goldmans were given cannot include his pension for some reason. I, I'm not sure why. I guess you have to be able to ha- live on something the rest of your life, maybe. I, I don't know. And it was, yeah, there was some deal but with he owes the owes 30, the- $33.5 million to the Goldmans. And how much did he owe to begin with? 33.5? million. Oh, okay, so, but that's <laughs> yeah. like, so he hasn't paid a dime. I don't think he's paid a red cent to these guys. Wow. Which is why Fred Goldman hates him so much. Yes. And look, well, that, and he killed his son. Allegedly. But, allegedly. Allegedly. Okay, allegedly. Allegedly. You know, and we shouldn't say that because he was found not guilty in the justice system, which... Correct. Is supposed to be the end of it, right? Supposed to be, but it was the, it was the civil. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, this the, is what the civil trial. Friends, he was found guilty. Yes, and look, or you know, they called it liable or something. Li- yeah, most yeah. people, you know, believe that he was guilty, right? Yes, I mean, I would say that most people yes. believe that he was guilty and that he was it he, used he to got be- off because of of being. Uh, the time and be having the the dream team attorneys mm-hmm. and uh, you know if it doesn't fit you must acquit mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Uh, so, but you still thought oh you know he he did it yes you did I mean and it was really broken down along racial lines at first like eighty percent of of African Americans believed he was innocent and eighty percent of whites believed he was guilty well now it's about the same yeah whites and blacks all pretty much convinced. Yes. Yeah, he did it. Because more and more stories came it. out being, you know, like you and I saying, he's the juice. He's OJ. But uh, behind the I scenes. I wanted to believe he didn't do it. Behind the scenes, we find out now mm-hmm. that the juice and OJ, the guy that we loved, really wasn't that good of a guy. Yeah, not, not a good guy. I mean, the police were at his house nine times, if I remember correctly, from him beating Nicole. I mean, he was just a, a yeah, I mean, he was, was a, just a control freak. And, uh, you know, he bought into uh, his hype. him being the juice. Sure did. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, we were talking to Robert in Ohio, who is a first time Christian filmmaker. And uh, Robert, you said you're going to make a movie about the Garden of Eden. Right. And you want you want The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, to be Adam. You want Amy Adams for Eve? That'd be a good couple. That'd be good. Uh, yeah, uh, if, be. if you can nail that down, I will be incredibly impressed. Have you gotten a hold of their agents or anything yet? No, I'm not at that stage yet. I mean, you know, I'm really praying and I'm really seeking God on this. And I'm, I'm allowing him to leave the whole thing. And okay. I'm asking him to bring me the right people to make this film. Good for you. And my goal is... My goal is to gather the best minds actually on the subject of creation around the world into one place to make this epic film because the, the creation story in the Garden of Eden has never been done. I mean, if you go back and you look at it, it's really never been done. Yeah, I'm trying um, to they, think they, if they I've ever seen anything else. on that. Yeah, I, you're right. It hasn't happened. Right. And so I think, I think now is the time for it. And um, having Glenn's team come together and help make this, I think is really something that that um, I feel God saying that, that that we're supposed to do. Um, mm-hmm. 
I've been trying to get this to Glenn, and I've had a difficult time doing that. But this is this is really to restore the reputation of God and restore marriages and faith, hope, and love. And you know, like Bruce Feiler wrote his book about you know, um, you know, the first love story. And you know, um, if I could have a meeting with Bruce Feiler and you know Glenn and you know couple other people, I think if I could present this to them, I think that, that they would go for it 100% and, and be behind it. Gosh, I wish we knew somebody who knew them. Oh, man. Yeah. If only there was <laughs> you know, somebody who knew these people that you're speaking about uh, what, what and you could, could maybe do. get you together. Huh. I, I can't, uh, I can't uh, say... Um, you know, Pat might know somebody. I certainly don't. But if you know, maybe I'd run across him. Uh, if you if you were to email me uh, J E F F Y Jeffy uh, at Glenbeck dot com. Uh, oh my gosh! At what? At Glenbeck dot com. Anyway, what a weird um, coincidence. Listen, you you obvious. It's obviously just Jeffy J E F F Y at Glenbeck dot com. Um, uh, we can and we'll see what we can arrange I, for I can't, you. There's no. Absolutely okay. no promises of any anything. Sure, sure, sure. Also, if if our phone screener Jeff can put you back on hold for a second, we'll get your phone number and 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 get in touch with you that way. Okay, we'll get it to Glenn. All right, all right, thanks, Pat. Appreciate all right, it. you bet. Thanks, Robert. I mean, if you if you think you're getting that from from the Lord, who am I to say you're not? I uh, nobody. I'm nobody to say that. That's great, right? If. I have felt like the Lord has downloaded certain things into my head. And if you and he feels like the movie was downloaded into his head, well then okay, we better we better entertain that possibility. How come when I tell you what I felt <laughs> that downloaded into my head? I'm going to see if you can figure that one out on your own. Do you do you <laughs> s- scoff at that? Yeah, let's just I see mean, if maybe you could come up with a reason on your own. I'm going to leave you over there. <laughs> To think about no, that for I a few minutes. Come, I mean, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just asking a question that I can't come to a conclusion. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, 888-900-3393. Whatever is on your mind today. I'm sorry, but we were talking about the Mercury One Ball, the M1 Ball coming up. And uh, you can go to uh, mercuryone.org slash M1 Ball or just go to mercuryone.org and you'll see the drop down to uh, go to the ball. But uh, not only uh, is Aaron Watson going to be there performing, uh, you know, you'll be able to uh, you can you can purchase uh, extra tickets to perhaps sit with me at my table, sit with Pat at his table. And I also I I went to pick up uh, Mm. my wife uh, was taking some pictures. Uh, over at Mercury One the other day, so I went over to uh, make sure that she was continuing to work like she should be, yeah. and uh, she was. So oh, I, I thank have, goodness, right? I know. Mm-hmm. But the people at Mercury One were telling me that they've come up with an idea of uh, where there you're going to have an opportunity, and I know this has not been announced yet. So, shh, mm-hmm. shh. What's the opportunity? But they're going to they're going to have armadillo races, and each one of us are going to ha- be an armadillo have an armadillo and people will be able to uh, donate what the people will be able to donate uh, that's kind of weird i'm going my arm it's going to be weird till my armadillo kicks your ass <laughs> tell you that that's how weird it's going to be pat gray oh, I'm, I'm pretty invested in the armadillo race i didn't know anything about okay so, so uh, i'll take sh- you up on that challenge <laughs> This is kind of an interesting story. Uh, Harvey Weinstein is apparently getting some kind of treatment for his sex addiction or whatever. How's that going? And he's in a, he's in a detox rehab place. 
uh, source says he's not listening to anybody. <laughs> does that not sound like this guy who it is sure does. just an incredible douche and he's, sure does. he knows better than anyone? The source says that rather than rather checking it rather than checking into a residential rehab facility, Weinstein is staying at a luxury resort in Arizona and attending outpatient sessions. What's he supposed to do? Well, he should be at a at a. He should have actually be in the in facility. In the facility, yeah. yes. Uh, Harvey, the days of you uh, being that power mogul, uh, are they're over. over. They're done. They're and, over. And and he said he planned to deal with this issue. Head on, he agreed to treatment, but he doesn't think he needs it. This guy is just so, so egomaniacal. Right? There's, there's no way that he's going to be able to turn this around if he can't, if he can't face this. No way. Apparently, he just, you know, Glenn says this all the time. You have to have that tipping point. You have to hit rock bottom, and then, you know, when you've been, when you've been at your lowest point, usually only then are you willing to make some changes that you need to make. A source close to the situation says Weinstein has acknowledged that he wants help. His team set him up at a secure place to get him the help he needs. He knows he wants help. However, he isn't listening to anybody and he's focused on business and in constant contact with uh, people from his company, which isn't his company anymore. Right. You're done. That's what I mean. He's, he's, there's real issues there. Um, yeah. Now, I mean, really bad issues. Well, and he's facing criminal charges because three or four women have said that he actually raped them. And yes, that's... and they're under investigation. They're in inside uh, any kind of uh, uh, window where they can uh, arrest you and take you to trial over. So good yeah. luck. Asia Argento, Rose McGowan, Lysette Anthony, and Lucia Evans have all claimed they were forced to perform some sort of act by Weinstein. And Rose was quite some time ago, though, right? She took a yeah, settlement. Yeah, but she's the one that... I think she took a settlement. She is all over him on this. According to the New York Times, Weinstein has reached civil settlements with eight different women relating to improper, inappropriate sexual behavior. LAPD announced that the Robbery Homicide Division has interviewed another potential sexual assault victim, an unnamed Italian actress... Any doubt in your mind that he probably did that too? Of course not. Not in mind. Of course. And was there any doubt in your mind it was been reported? And I don't know that it was ever proven factually 100%, but they had talked about uh, his contract uh, with the company Mm -hmm. saying that it was uh, as long as if there were any uh, sexual allegations against him, he had to pay for it himself. Right. Yes, right. The company didn't want any part of it. Does, I mean, it's hard to blame him. Uh, right. I do. Is it? Is it? Could it be true? I mean, right now we're at a point where you're pretty much going to believe everything. Something we talked about yesterday, though, that because <clears throat> there's just a wildfire burning out of control with this sexual assault thing because yes. of Harvey Weinstein. Yes. Some other people are getting burned by it that maybe don't deserve it, like his brother who asked out a woman repeatedly. Okay, you can't ask a woman to go to dinner if he didn't say anything sexually inappropriate, and she's not even alleging that. He just asked her to dinner, and it was irritating to her. That's not sexual harassment. And then the other one that got caught up in this, maybe a little bit closer to harassment, but he didn't even say it to the person involved. Molly Ringwald read something that uh, that Jeffrey Katzenberg Katzenberg said about her back in 1990. That's not, and it's a little crude, so maybe you want and to turn down it. the radio for for five seconds while I say what he said. 
And that was, I wouldn't know Molly Ringwald if she sat on my face. Okay, does that, it has sexual connotations to it, yes, but he didn't say it to her. He was just making uh, a hyperbolic statement about how much he doesn't know who she is, right? I mean, it could have been about anyone. Can that be, does that rise to the level of sexual harassment? Mm, I would say I uh, no. I don't think if so. If I'm part of that jury, I would say uh, no, no, it does not. Get out of here. And see? he's even gone so far as to, to you know to apologize. Oh, profusely, because he's also, uh, you know, he remember he wrote the email letter uh, to the, Harvey that was so disgusted by yeah. by Harvey yeah. Weinstein. So you know, look, our, we've maybe you have not, Pat Gray, but I mean, most people mm-hmm. uh, have probably said a few things in their life. I don't know about that. Not but, to women inappropriately. You're talking about, yeah. <laughs> I just love how you assume that because you've done this repeatedly, everybody else probably has too. Virtually everybody else has done that. <laughs> no. no. Uh, the vast majority of decent people don't do that on a regular basis. Uh, just, Get out of here. No, no. Get out. <laughs> All right. No, you're funny. Your last funny chance to get are. in touch with us today. Coming up, 888-900-3393. Pat Gray Unleashed. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray Unleashed. Yeah, that's me. Thank you for being here. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I'm happy. Yeah, I guess I'm really kind of happy to be directed here. towards you. Oh, so you said thank you. Yeah, Jeffy and I were just talking during the break about a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> I've got a lot of them. It cannot look first before we even get to what it is. It cannot be uh, just you. It has to be a workplace environment issue. Yeah. around the country. You know, we joked about uh, before we went to break about uh, how uh, because I do something. I automatically feel that everyone else does it. Yes. And and, and that's true. Mm-hmm. But this has to be a, true, that this is an issue that's trying to be dealt with across America. Because it, I think we so. can, this cannot be the only place from time to time that this happens. So this is my question to Jeffy moments ago. How many children work in this building? And I'm trying to think, well... I mean, and zero. I answered it for him. I'm pretty sure the answer is zero. There are none. There are no children that work in this building yet. How does a toilet not be flushed after use by an adult human being? <laughs> I don't understand that. Every time I go into that bathroom, somebody's left a toilet unflushed. That is the sickest, most disgusting. Why? Well, maybe a- it didn't work. Adults that don't. Just flush it. How tall? It's not hard. You pull down a lever. And we're not even saying you have to flush at your home. No, just right? here. You don't have to flush at your home. For other people. Uh, it's respect. Me. Maybe it's, it's just respect me. for other people. Maybe it's just me. And maybe it's just here that adults just leave. And okay, I'm going to leave the next guy to deal with that. I'm all done. <laughs> It's not that hard. Maybe, and you're right, perhaps, uh, you know, like children, Uh uh, there are people that think, you know, the kids. They think their mommy works here. 
And mommy will flush the toilet for or me. Or they think, hey, look, if I if I'll lose my friend if I flush it down the toilet. <laughs> it came from my body. That's pretty You're gross. not five anymore. That's pretty gross. <laughs> Uh, all right, 888-900-3393. Aaron in North Dakota, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, guys, just wondering what you think about uh, Rand Paul voting against the budget plan and why we can't get a guy like that elected because he's kind of a no BS kind of guy. And yeah, yeah, he is. Really I, gets things done. You know, Rand has been pretty consistent. Yes, he has. He's He, he doesn't want this bloated, everybody gets their pork projects funded and he won't do that and he he just flat out said no and i i really admire him for doing that why yeah, can't we Glenn elect a this guy morning yeah say what you mean and mean what you say well this is the real deal this guy well, does that every day and red yes, was on with glenn uh the day before what uh, yesterday yesterday was and uh he was really good yesterday uh, talking about the uh health care and was also so overwhelmingly surprised at Jeff Sessions' uh, comment about putting uh, journalists in jail. Yet. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. Well, I, can, I can't say uh, for sure, 100%, that we would never do that. We haven't certainly done that yet. It's unbelievable. I mean, and, and uh, at times, uh, Rand Paul seems like this, I mean, the second guy, he's been great. And, that's, and there were times during the... Um, during the election, during the campaign, where you thought, maybe he's not. Mm-hmm. But it sure seems like he's a great fighter on our side now. That's that's a fact. Sure does. Uh, were you, Thanks, did, guys. Did you want him to uh, win the nomination? Were you, were you a Rand Paul supporter during the, the campaign? Well, I love his fiscal policy. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. He's probably the only one that I've ever heard that really gets it that's he, yeah. and he and he sticks to it yeah. i mean I, i'll give him that i love that the, the thing that really and thanks, thanks aaron. aaron i appreciate it. the thing that really upset me about rand the most i think that really i really made me mad was when he uh went with mitch mcconnell when he endorsed mitch mcconnell over um our boy that's now the governor right uh, of kentucky right um Mm-hmm. Why? Well, I, I, I'm. So, I apologize for not remembering his name uh, because I. I love him. He's a good man. Yeah. Um. But uh. I. Uh, he really ran. Really upset me. Uh. About. It's Matt Bevan. Matt Bevan about going for Mitch McConnell because he. He went with Matt Bevan. I mean, he went with McConnell. Right. And then Bevan got in, and he was saying how good Bevan was. Okay. Well. Uh, you know what? I think that, that was, would be the best. That was one of the few times where I think he's ever played that political game. Yeah, it sure was. Where I have to vote for my leader. You know, I have to vote for the Senate leader, and that's McConnell. And even though McConnell uh, sucks. Uh, no, you don't. Rand endorsed him. Yes. No, you don't, Rand. And that got, that hurt Matt. Yeah. That would have gotten him elected. That would have stuck in my craw had I not had my craw surgically removed m- many years ago. So... <laughs> Well, it's good it that you did. Didn't stick in my craw. Yeah, no, it's good that you did. But it did bother me. Uh, yeah, everybody should have their craw removed. That way, things don't stick in it, uh, right? Seems like a no-brainer to me. <laughs> it does seem like a no-brainer. <laughs> why, why? Why haven't I had that done yet? I don't understand. I don't know. Doesn't make any sense at all. Doesn't make any sense. Eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. Also, again, don't forget about our M one ball, which is coming up. On November 19th, and I remember that day before my birthday, $200 for the tickets. 
But all of that money goes to fund the operation so that when disaster strikes and you want to contribute and help out those involved, 100% of the money that you donate goes to that. It's only this event that pays for all the other stuff. Okay, so we could really uh, use your support. It's Saturday, November 19th. We've been to how many of these? Oh, I mean, a number. Of, uh, they're all great. Probably uh, this is, be. I think this is the sixth annual. And so they're a lot uh, of fun. We, we really have a good time at these things. We auction things off. Uh, people s- spend ridiculous amounts of money because it's for charity. So it's, it's really great. It's not ridiculous amounts of money when it's your money. It's beautiful thing that you do for Mercury One. Good point. That's what I'm Good talking point. about. 100th episode, Sunday night, Pat. 100th episode, oh, The baby. Walking Dead. Yeah. Sunday night, I am so psyched. That's another thing coming up this go, weekend. Man. You know it. In addition to two one and six teams <laughs> getting together on the football gridiron, <laughs> the East Carolina Pirates against the Brigham Young University Cougars. I'm actually looking forward to seeing this. Oh, it's, I mean, if they can't win this game, oh, just shut back down the up. program. Say, at, Turn off the lights. Absolutely. Save the university. the field. Save the university some money the rest of the year and shut it down. They've Agreed. got, they have, let's see, six games left. They have to win them all just to get, just to get bowl, bowl eligible. eligible. Right. Right. They have to win them all. And they, I don't know that they can. I really, I mean, I'm, I well, have my doubts that East Carolina is going to well, lose to uh, them. And who, do, I mean, they don't play anybody good the rest of the year, right? Well, they got. East Carolina and San Jose State are the probably two right. two of the most winnable. Okay. San Jose or, or uh, UNLV, who's not, I mean, they're not good, but they're not terrible. I think they're less okay. terrible than BYU is. Hawaii, huh? uh, Fresno State, huh? and I don't remember who else. That doesn't sound too bad. That's doable, though. Sisters of the Poor. It is yeah, doable. It is doable. For them. The schedule the rest of the way yeah. is, is kind of doable. Yeah, anyway. because that's what we were talking because we were talking about. They needed to win those early games to mm-hmm. set the groundwork for the season. Which they did not do. No, which they did not do. That's hey, very uh, disappointing. We appreciate you being with us. Honestly, I, I, I appreciate so much uh, that you listened in. If you missed any part of today or the previous week's shows, you can go to iTunes and download the podcast. It's also on SoundCloud and Stitcher or someplace. Music. Google Play. It it comes up on smoke signals. If you send those out, you can... It you does. smoke signal the entire wow. show. It's a really, really cool thing. So Kind of a long and tedious process. Other than that, we will see you on Monday on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.